Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Welcome to another edition of Grapsity. I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. And plus, it's December 17th. It's Saturday. Phil Blinzy's also here. Um. Boy, I had a good time laughing at things yesterday. Yesterday was a pretty funny day for me to just observe things and, and laugh from afar. Um, we got on here and did Mercedes Watch 2022 last week. and um, It continues, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, Mercedes Watch is, is still on still on view. That, uh, that white Bronco is still out in the street. <laughs> 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 right, straight up. Um, 
yeah, I just funny times, man. And I think this is going to get even funnier the, the, the closer we get to uh, January. Um, I have a lot to talk about with this uh, Sasha stuff and other things. Um, a There's a week. lot to talk about this week. Are you kidding me? And mm. you know who's going to get to add in a lot in, in on it? It's Mr. Righteous Reg. And the building. It's your boy, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, media man, December. Nah, who cares? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's me. Seen a lot of great wrestling yesterday, like too much. My brain has exploded. Um, and yeah, Sasha Watch, Mercedes Watch. And last night, uh, ooh, yeesh, those videos. <laughs> yeesh, ah, that video. Mm, e, ooh, ah, ah. Everybody had a take, dude. Everybody had a take. <laughs> Look, we got to talk about a lot tonight or today, tonight, tonight. It's it's early ass. Are you guys going to ask it's... me what video I was talking about? Or are we just going to move on? What video are you talking about, Righteous Ridge? Well, 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 Washington. Bray uh, Wyatt. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Hit row, AJ Francis. <laughs> yes. He did a swanton bomb onto the apron with nobody there. Was that? It was a swanton? <laughs> no, he it called was, it a swanton uh, to no, the ape swanton? No, it wasn't supposed to be, but that's what happened. <laughs> the swanton bomb onto the apron. Made it, made it finessed it. No, but no, honestly, that shit is hard. Like, that just shows, like, how hard. Some people make that shit look easy, but doing a dive like that's fucking hard. I mean, look what happened um, to, to our truth just a couple months ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, I'll say this. Uh, Michael Cole was A plus on that call. Uh, the way he gets all hyped up and he's like, is he going to do this? He got to be kidding me. Well, that's why he doesn't do that move. <laughs> <laughs> the Cole funny thing me. is, I've, I've seen AJ land that dive he before. Does that. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, um, there were so many intimate things that were uh that were funny about it um just after he missed it and then as it was happening bfab like jumping to hype everything up and the vikings trying to act like they got hit by it um no yeah. bfab reminded me of like um you know on family feud when you got when somebody like has a real bad <laughs> answer but you know the rest of the family's like good answer, good answer. Up, yeah. <laughs> Nah, man, that's love, man. That's what you're supposed to do for your family, man. That's what you're supposed to do for your family. So, yeah, but right, it yeah. just it, in that moment, it was just still funny because, of course, we've seen people dunking on this thing, and every time I see somebody dunking on it, and I see her in the background hyping it up, it makes it almost even funnier. But you know, shout out to AJ, man. I hope he's yeah. all right. Uh, it's not like he's all right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, honestly, the the funniest one I saw was the the cut, and I, I want to make sure I give credit to who made that one but they said it to swerve's theme oh, and uh what was it it was um nha thaniel underscore h on twitter and he had done the uh <laughs> it said it to swerve's theme and as soon as he hit the top rope top rope catch a vibe <laughs> no comment <laughs> that's <laughs> Look, um, man. Um, I mean, look, I, I feel for Hit Row in this moment right now, mainly because, like, narrative changed on them very, very quickly. Uh, it went from, you know, that first week they were back. Uh, there were a lot of people, you know, 
Tag and Swerve talking about, oh, you shouldn't have signed with AEW. Look, your boys are back, and uh, they're they're back on the big leagues. They're back on the big scene. Uh, they're really going to build up the SmackDown tag division. Some great stuff is about to happen, and I feel I like mean, they they are number one contenders. I think we should put that part in there. They mm-hmm. are number one. They contenders. are number one contenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't read the SmackDown spoilers, but um, the because uh, they taped two episodes last night, uh, which good thing because they're giving the SmackDown roster Christmas off, so they had to do yeah. two shows last night. Um, and it's kind of cool the way SmackDown does that, by the way, where one of the things they'll do is rather than like try to pile a bunch into two shows, what they'll do is just give us like a handful of long matches. Like last night only had three matches, but mm-hmm. you know one of them was Ricochet versus uh, Gunther uh, that got a good amount of time. Right, and that's kind of the way that they do it when they do those dual tapings. Is just like let's still stick with like a six match format, but mm-hmm. let's draw yeah. it out over two episodes. And so that that's a good thing, honestly. It I is. think is a good way to do it. Um, and that Ricochet and Gunther was. Ooh, yeah, that was fire. one of the yeah, that was very, that yeah. was very good. That yeah, that's Chicago I, crowd. I, I will, I will say that that was really the main reason worth watching this show because the rest Definitely. of the show wasn't that great. The tag match was good. The women's tag match was was much better than I expected it to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the IC title match really was the main yeah, reason. Yeah, that, that was it. Because everything stuff. else was kind of kind of kind of anticlimactic. I was right. uh, but what I was saying as far as Hit Row is concerned is. Uh, you know, there was a report out of Russell Votes this past week that um, Triple H is having a little bit of buyer's remorse on some of the returns. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the comments and all the quote tweets on that uh, report that they put out, it's like everybody's like, yeah, hit row, yeah, hit row, hit row, hit row. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you're hearing is hit row. Um, they seem to be the ones that have, like, disappointed the fans the most. Um, and there's only, like, one of three things that you can do to resolve where they are right now, which is Uno release um mm-hmm. two nxt or three heel turn um i think that uh all of the above are kind of on the table um and i don't know to me i say combine two and three like, i was gonna say it's option two for me yeah yeah i, 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 I don't, I don't want to rush to say let anybody should lose their job yeah i don't no. think anybody should lose their job no yeah. i'm saying that's why i said combine two and three i think uh, you could probably get away with sending them down for some seasoning, yeah. but then also uh, flip them heel while you're down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always said that the best baby faces are all rooted in good heels. That uh, other than maybe Hogan, uh, every like successful baby face in history was rooted in a solid heel run. And even then Hogan was a heel uh, before that. But uh yeah, uh, I, I and at every level, you've got to start somewhere, and I think that turning them is probably a good idea because they were heels when they were with Swerve, but they never had a real chance to to do their thing, not as his kind of dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I kind of feel bad for them because I think that uh, the issue here is they haven't had a chance to really establish what their act is without Swerve. True. And mm-hmm. I think that they haven't really, because I've said this before, they haven't had any real feuds or rivalries where we have any reason to really care about them outside of, you know, what we got from them before or if you're fans of them from the Internet stuff. And um, there are two sexes people on the inter- Internet. Sex, not sex. Sex. Mm. 
two sides. Um, um, there are two sets of people, and there, there are people that want to support them, and there are people that are adamantly against them, no matter right. what they do. I mean, th- mm-hmm. the problem is AJ made a lot of enemies. He, this uh, is also true. So mm-hmm. um, the set that is adamantly against them, like everything that they do now is kind of confirmation bias. It's like, all right, right well, they they were always trash, and like now every time they mess up anything or every time something doesn't land, this is proof of it. And I just don't think WWE has done them any favors because they haven't really given them anything or given the fans anything to sink them t- their teeth in. So, you know, I you know I think they're kind of in a bad spot. I do think that the number one contender spot is a is a good step forward, but they're gonna lose, man. Right. So, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, again, I think they were brought back in a way they shouldn't have been brought back. To me, it would be like. Uh... <laughs> Uh, to me, it would be like if you got an, a, like a big concert announcement and they were like, hey, everybody, it's the St. Lunatics. And everybody's like, where's Nelly, though? Like, I I didn't really ask for that. Nah, you get you get Murphy Lee, bro. You get Murphy <laughs> Lee. And shout out to Murphy Lee, man. <laughs> Murphy <laughs> Lee, the dude with the Phantom of the Opera mask. Like, as long as those two guys are there, I'm there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, but like... You no, get it. it, it no. yeah, no, totally. that, that's where it was. Right. Uh I mean, I guess I could kind of say G Unit, but even still, yeah, I guess G Unit's a good. Uh, I mean, everybody. That's the thing. I mean, is, but that, even that, that one is he, Lloyd Banks, though. I was that that was it. the thing of the night. I mean, of the two thousands, like the late nineties going into the two thousands, that every star rapper had. Uh, they brought their boys up with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everybody from Eminem and D Twelve to Ludacris and Disturbing the Peace. Everybody brought their their people up. But it was always about that centerpiece act, no matter what. And uh, I just feel like that's kind of what Hit Row was. And I mean, I you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to see Murphy Lee and Slow Down and Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I know the names of the St. Lunatics, by the oh, way. That's the go. guy in the mask. Is Slow Down. Um, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, I liked Murphy Lee. Like, what the hook is going to be? What the hook going to be is a, is a record, that was a good bro. song. Yeah, that was a good record. And he had yeah. he had the best verse on. A few of the songs he was on. But a Nelly Nelly less Saint Lunatics can't headline. No. Exactly. No. Uh so <laughs> they're an opening gag. Solid opening gag. There you go. Solid opening gag. Hey, we got Keep some going. uh I want to make sure, by the way, that we get to everybody's questions this week um, and anybody's comments. Uh, I actually put a question out there on Day After Dynamite this week that uh, some people have already given me some answers on. Um, But I suppose it's more fitting for also Grapsity for me to put this question out. I'm going to rephrase it. So if you heard Day After Dynamite this week, bear with me. But I talked about um, video game commercials and how over the years... There's been this, uh, over the last, I'd say, about 17 years, there's been a choice in popular music, the, those type of earworm-type commercials where it has literally driven success of video games. You look at, I, I, my prime example is always Gears of War and how Gears of War was like, as it was being hyped, as it was coming out, it was kind of something that mostly just like hardcore video game fans were even aware of. Mm-hmm. But then that commercial dropped that had Mad World by Gary Jules in it. And when that commercial dropped, that set Gears of War up for mainstream success. It was like, all of a sudden people were hearing, all around me are familiar faces. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly, yeah, that, fire. yeah mm-hmm. that, that commercial 
put Gears of War on the map because all of a sudden it, it, it took that song that like people associate that song with one of two things, Donnie Darko or um, Gears of War. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. Right. And then I talked about how like uh, the stats are out right now and like the new Sonic game, Sonic Frontiers is it sold two and a half million copies, uh, which is like wow. one of the most successful Sonic games in the yeah. last 12 years. And I'm attributing that to using Queen in the commercial, the Don't Stop Me Now. I think mm. that has gotten people's attention and made people, yeah. And so I was thinking about AEW Fight Forever. And mm. I said that this is one of those things, you know, Tony Khan loves spending money on uh, music. And so I put a question out to people because I don't necessarily know what the answer is. But I said, Given that it's a game that is supposed to be based around wrestling games from the early 2000s, like from 2000 to about 2003, right? They said it's usually about, it's supposed to be a cross between like No Mercy and SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. So I was thinking he should probably pick like a classic song from that time period to market the game around something that's catchy that'll stick in people's heads. Now, my first thought was Limp Biscuit My Way, right? But I, know I was thinking Break Stuff, actually. Yeah, but see, my my, uh, but I'm like, uh, but you know what? That's gonna do. Uh, mm-hmm. That's gonna piss off some fans. So then I'm like, what about like Annie Up MOP? I think that'd be a good one too to promote the game. Uh, we got a Humper chat. This one's from Tony P. He says, "Will your question from Dad about music used to sell Fight Forever? I would use Meth's Bring the Pain. That's a good mm, one. Um, really ACDC good one. Big Balls, uh, Wu Tang's Bring the Ruckus, or Jeezy's Soul Survivor. Bring the Ruckus is pretty good too." Uh, yeah, what would you do if you were trying like to capture the vibe of early 2000s, but something that's also catchy that uh, you know would get people's attention and make them go, okay, I see what time period they're going for? Hmm. 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 Right? Hmm. Like, there's something you don't hmm. want to think about. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I saw somebody know. say "Never Scare Bone Crusher." That's a good one from the time period yeah, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, um, what would you do? But I, I feel like if I were marketing the game, that's the thing I would immediately start looking at: is what songs from the time period that are catchy that would get people's attention and make people go, "Okay, I see what you're going for." Mm-hmm. Give that some thought, folks. We got some other super chats and humper chats. Uh, let's start with uh, who? Who do we go with first? We got so many. All right, we're gonna spend the first few minutes here on on these chats, shall we? Uh, we'll start with Black Phoenix Brand. Uh, sent a few here, so I'm gonna go through all of them side by side. It says I can't even begin to express how disrespectful it is that WWE didn't think Sasha was worth Charlotte or Becky money, especially considering a lot of Charlotte getting over was at Sasha's expense. I won't make it a race thing, but then continues on with saying, I'm sure Will will mention this, but to everyone mentioning the Playboy Divas era in regards to Mandy, remember that WWF slash E was a different. Uh, company back then, and Jax wasn't the juggernaut that Mattel is. They have Barbie. Barbie. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk about Mandy here in just a little bit. Thank you for the uh, super chat. Yeah, I, I, I have thoughts about both those things. So, Yes. Oh, and then um, ah, 
Black Phoenix brand just sending them to us. Thank you. I always appreciate you. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, sent another one. Said, uh, I've given this a few weeks, but it's time to address this. Can we get a few minutes on how fine Jade was in her money fit for the celebration a few weeks ago? I know <laughs> it's the PC era, <laughs> but brothers, that outfit and the woman wearing it deserves exposition. Um, I mean, I gave it all the words I, I, I even had at the moment. Which I just tweeted, Jade Cargill, in all caps. Yeah. Everybody uh, knew what I meant the, the moment I tweeted the, that. Yeah, that whole look, her coming out with the green fur, that was, that was incredible. Mm. Yes. We agree. We're in agreement. Yeah. And that was a bodysuit, by the way. That was the Jade funny Cargill. thing was, was that um, she's believable enough that everybody was like, she like naked out here? And it's like, <laughs> no, the, um, the, the neckline, the chain was... the. The separating yeah. piece, the bodysuit. But yeah, uh, and shout out to Sandy. I'm sure Sandy yeah. designed it for her because she. Oh yeah, she legend. did. She ta- she tagged her in it, and uh, yeah, Sandra Gray designed that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got some others here. Uh, we will go with. Going to start at the beginning. Van Twinblade says, "Sitting in rural care." Uh, cause my antigen test popped. Oh, hope it was a false positive. Cause I really don't want to miss the show tomorrow. Oh uh, no, it's, it's going around. It's, it uh, uh, it, it's COVID did not go away for no. certain. Um, and please, it, it's, it's please still be here. careful out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you feel the now, need to wear a mask. Um, it's no shame in continuing to wear a mask. If you mm-mm. feel the need to no shame. Nah, but like also I've, everything else is bad. Um, you know, my I mentioned on Twitter that uh, my daughter had strep this week, right? And so she was home two days, and luckily I sent her in get some antibiotics. Turns out she's allergic to penicillin, like your boy, and so she like swelled up and had a rash all over. And I'm like, okay, no more penicillin for you. So I had to do Z pack. But the interesting thing to me is that I just read that like two kids died from strep this week in Denver, in Denver. Right. So like, yeah, um, flu flu is back in effect. It's uh, definitely six season, right? Six season. So, uh, take care of yourselves and Mm. each other. Christmas is going to be fucking bad. Everybody's going to go and try to hang out with their family, spread this shit. Ugh. Yeah, I spread the love. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Phil. <laughs> I know. Silly. Uh, Orion Ben six 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 says they prolonged Bray but killed the Zaya mystery in an hour. What? So wait a minute. What? What was this? So they they put this at the end of this match mm-hmm. and they drew attention to it, and then they did the reveal on the internet. On the internet, yeah. yeah. What? What was the point of that? Um, I'm I'm really I don't know. And I mean, if this gets Zion on TV more, great. I initially thought it was a uh, Alba fire because all the interviews I've seen with Damage Control, they've been saying from jump that Alba was supposed to be in Damage Control. Like in the initial like pitches for it, she was in all of them. So I assumed in that moment when Hooded Person came up, I was like, oh, it's just Alba. And then when I looked at, it, I was like, oh, no, it's definitely not Alba. Uh, so, <laughs> um, what what gave that away? <laughs> um, the shoes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, the shoes. the shoes. It was the shoes. It was the shoes. Uh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Zaya Lee. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think it's cool funny shoes. that all the all the sleuths noticed it was Zaya Lee and how they picked mm-hmm. up on it being Zaya Lee. Mm-hmm. So, 
But yeah, uh, I don't I don't get the reveal the um, reveal only online thing. Just do this on TV. It was like yeah, I, thirteen I, seconds. I, I didn't understand that. That was an odd choice. Um, but you know, how many heel women are they gonna link to damage control now and then just kinda like just make it a random thing? Like we've got Nikki at this point, we've got mm-hmm. we've got Zaya, like what what are we doing, man? Oh yeah. Fear and loathing in NYC says, uh, how soon till Uncle Howdy takes off the mask and it's Vince saying, it was me, Dupree. It was me all along. Uh, we got to talk We got to talk about Vince. That, that's a story that we got to talk about this oh week. Oh, my God. Busy-ass um, week, man. It's been we a busy-ass week. Yes, we do. Uh, because. Mm, that's real. Um, hold on. It's, it's important. And mm-hmm. I will. We'll, we should all give our predictions on how the Vince story plays out. Totally. Uh, Uriel says, uh, "Just showing some, some support, guys. Uh, finding your podcast has been the highlight of my year. Uh, y'all kill it, and great work on the Willow interview. Shout out Willow Nightingale. Um, she's Thank been you. all over this week. She mm-hmm. did AEW Unrestricted. Then right after that, our podcast with her drops yesterday. Um, we did an interview. She was just a delight to have on the show." Um, and then tomorrow she's going to be on Hey EW with uh, RJ City. So like, uh, it's been on, a man. busy week for her. Um, she had a great match with Trisha Dora last week at mm-hmm. uh, the on the zero hour of um, Final Battle. Yep. So good for oh, her. Yeah, Final Battle happened after our show. Jeez, yeah, Louise, it did. Man. That was a, oh it was my a God. pretty strong week for tag team <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, it, was. it was super strong. Uh, and. I have a feeling that we'll be seeing a lot more of Willow mm-hmm. um, on TV because I couldn't help but notice that uh, Ruby Soho got her ass beat by um, the Ty J. Yeah, Ty J. And man, she could she really could have used somebody in her corner there. Maybe somebody that she that Ruby just helped two weeks ago. When that other person had a match against Anna J, almost Ooh. like we're about to see Ruby and uh, Willow versus Ty J. Ruby, 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 Willow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remix. That would actually be really good. <laughs> uh, so thank you for. AEW the... doesn't do. That's a WWE thing, right? To combine. Do they do that anymore? Combine they, two wrestlers' they... entrance musics together. They Remember that used to be a, a thing? pretty dope mashup of MJF and Jericho's at one point. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah they, right. They've done it. That's uh, right. Uh, I mean, I, I will say WWE has been hit or miss on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because there were some that were just like, what are you doing? That's not right. how you remix themes. Like, I remember like they Booker, just spliced their po- Pro Tools and just put them together. Like, they like just no, it's not supposed up. to be like they, that. They, <laughs> they just slam it. They're not a DJ that knows how to blend. They just slam right. the next record on. Yeah. And they do that a lot, and it's just, it, it doesn't sound good. Like, when they used to do it with uh, Asuka and, and Kyrie's before they got, yeah. like, a group uh-huh. theme, it sounded so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Booker T and RVD was one that was really bad to mm-hmm. a famous one before they decided to just have a band do the whole song over was that one week where they had big show and chris jericho and it was just like <laughs> big 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 break the walls big down and like the whole thing was just awful <laughs> awful the only thing but that's that's giving us uh matthew on the cultolic podcast um saying that all the time when he's had this big question he does the, he does the big 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 right. question <laughs> I, 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 yeah, no, that was <laughs> uh, I, I pro- that probably only got used like once or twice, but it mm-hmm. has stuck with me forever. Them just 
th- that terrible. awful chop up of Big Show and Chris Jerick. Right. <laughs> terrible. So bad. Uh, and then they finally just had the song just redone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hit or miss because also now I'm thinking about it, Gold Dust and Cody was also really bad too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was so, that, that was, was bad as well. Um, you need a DJ. That's what you need That's for these it. things. Yes, you need somebody yes, who recognizes can. that your tempos need to match. Mm-hmm. And because like Edge and, Ar- Edge and Orton was was decent, um, but that's about the only one that I can remember. Yeah. Remember they used to do that thing for Corbin where they used to play that royal music and then it just cut back to his regular music. I'm like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> just why are we doing this? Like, this doesn't sound good. Like, what it is doesn't. This? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mets Fan for Life says, I was thinking the Mox versus Sammy match uh, may have been because Mox has been booed recently. What do you guys think? I don't think so. Because um, I don't think they care. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Mox has only been booed in situations where he's supposed to. Because, right. um, you know, Mox got booed against um, CM Punk at All Out, but I don't think they expected anything different. Uh, no, they he had... went into that basically kind of working heel for that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he walked into the match with MJF at, in Newark. He was prepared to be booed for that. He knew yeah. what was going and, on here. The other one is Tanahashi. You're going to get booed when you're standing Regardless. next to like one of the greatest baby faces ever. And he yeah. wants to play Hill against Tanahashi because it's fucking Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Moxley's walked into these situations knowing what's up, and he knew what he was doing there. I don't think there was any... Uh, as a matter of fact, if anything considering that Moxley was supposed to turn heel a year ago and didn't mm-hmm. get to, I feel like, if anything, Moxley would probably look for those scenarios to like, hey, how can I get to play heel like I was trying to last and year? And he's supposed to be heel in the Hangman feud, so yeah, look, you're going to heal it up more with him. I think one of the great things, and it goes back to people like, oh, who's who's the babyface in this, in, this, in this program? I'm so confused by this program. Why are they fighting? Um I think one of the great things about this is Mox kind of thrives when he gets booed. I've said right. it before that he he's very good at, you know, playing both sides. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think he's fine. I think that match last night wasn't because he's getting booed. I think it was just a great way to forward the, the Garcia stuff. Um, and that nasty, just disgusting thing Jericho said of, oh, this is your elder. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Gross. Come on, Jericho. Uh, and, and, and Garcia, come on, fight back. I saw you standing. You didn't like that. You didn't like how he cut, cut you off. Come on, fight back. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Coffee Black says, shout out, fellas. Uncle Howdy came out looking like the Power Rangers villain of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Van Twinblade says, what do you mean? Hogan was always a heel. Straight up. Mm-hmm. CBD's Nuts says, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. happy Saturday, boys. Had a crappy week, got laid off, but life goes on. What yeah. was your favorite moment this week? Uh, Asides from Jericho losing, of course. Uh, loved that Loved that for Action Andretti. Love y'all. Um, I mean, that's that's up there for one of my moments of the week. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it, it probably it Action Andretti. Um, that was a great moment for him. Um, I will say, because, like I said, this was a big week for tag team wrestling, uh, seeing Leo ta- team up with a guy in Yo who is a expert at tag team wrestling at this point, multiple yep. time junior tag team league winner, and winning his first uh, 
tag league uh, trophy was great, and it's a great, and the uh, finals against Bay and Ace Austin. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, Bullet like, Club. Bullet Club was cooking in uh, that tag league. I thought I actually thought Bay and Ace were gonna win at mm-hmm. one point, but it was a it was a good win for Leo. Um, happy for him. He's gonna get his moment at Wrestle Kingdom. He and Yo are going to challenge for the tag championship. Wrestle Kingdom is crazy, bro. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I, I want to throw a shout out really quick to CBD's nuts. Um, yeah, the life will go on. Um, I know mm-hmm. the the layoff feeling all too well, and uh, it, it sucks. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a crappy time for that. So um, I feel you and. Uh, I hope everything works out on that. Um, talking about uh, Wrestle Kingdom for a second, uh, I've never seen people go harder on your boy, um, and I'm specifically talking about Phil's boy, which is uh, Carl Anderson, who are all saying that that. <laughs> I mean, look, that what did they call it a one and a half star match? They said it was the worst performance of the year at uh, Wrestle. Uh, it's basically, he he did retain. Uh, the never open weight championship and now he's going on to be at wrestle kingdom but people are like man uh, if that carl anderson is who's showing up at wrestle kingdom i don't want it no nah, bright light sheen gun is going to show up in the dome buddy yeah that's uh, the dome baby come on come on listen man every i i said and i watched the chat last week when i when i predicted that this man would wrestle at wrestle kingdom and i saw a lot of people saying no oh, phil's bugging all this other stuff i, I thought you was kind of crazy listen, myself man. honestly Listen, I thought man. we already knew that though. That was the thing because I was, was talking about it, it like it was reported. And yeah, so, I thought the Fightful Select they reported that, so I was talking about it like it was a foregone conclusion. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, wrestling." So, um, I I definitely think that he's going to have a, a a better showing at Wrestle Kingdom. But here's the thing: him coming in half assing it at that match is kind of the point. He's Part the of bad the story. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he you're, you're not supposed he's not supposed to come and have this great five-star match and get you to like him because he doesn't care he's rich that's the whole point uh, (laughs) that's the whole point of what he's doing in the character is that he doesn't care Mm -hmm. um so no you're not supposed to like it you're supposed to boo him you're supposed to want tamatanga to beat him and make him go away exactly so is this like the most companies because there's going to be impact representation there's going to be wwe AEW, like stardom all the companies are pretty much represented this is the real forbidden door here we go wrestle this, uh, this show is the forbidden door it's crazy yeah. uh, and by the way before i forget this um shout out to rocky romero because i don't think he has Ooh. properly gotten his flowers for all of the people that he's he's helping to get on this on this uh wrestle kingdom card and i heard a story where he is the guy that initiated the pitch for forbidden door i don't know if a lot of people know that busy man Busy, 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 so, man. Yeah, shout out to Rocky Romero. I love, I love Give Rocky. flowers. He's always been really kind to me. Every time you see me in a crowd, he's always like, hey, Will. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, expect to see Rocky in a Grapsity interview someday. Oh, yeah. Going I, to attempt he's, to a, he's, a, he's already told me he'd do it. So I think we, that's it's why, on us to set that up. I think that's why so many deals happen, because he's like such a nice, humble he's guy. Great. That like, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, yeah, I agree, Rocky. Let's do it. What do you want to do? You know? Yeah. And it's New <laughs> Japan also on top of it. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to Danny Limelight as well. I thought that was one of the funniest things about that interview we did with Danny. And he's just like, yeah, fuck, fuck Rocky. And I'm like, yeah, but who hates Rocky? No, yeah, he hates Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> yeah, but that was, by the way, we dropped two interviews this week because we had uh, an interview with Danny Limelight as well. Um, mm-hmm. Got some good details. Um, the man was wiling, as he said, uh, and that uh, led to his dismissal from AEW. But uh, at the end of the day, he's got some bigger goals, mm. and we talked about all of that. So 
Uh, yeah, shout out, shout out on a big win as well. Your new champion. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Danny a lot. Me too. Yep. So yeah, and we've got a couple more interviews coming up because uh, it, we talked to um, EJ and Duca of mm-hmm. uh, MLW. And Very fun interview. Very positive. Uh, also, like cocky at, in a good way. Like just ready to take on the world. EJ, that's a great interview when that comes out. You guys check it out. Yep. And we talked to, uh, I guess, indie wrestling legend and commentator extraordinaire Veda Scott. We talked to her as well. Uh, so, yeah, we, we're, we're talking to people. Um, and we've got some more coming up, I think. Not this coming week, but I think week after there's some good stuff. So, um, we'll be doing it. We'll be doing some things. really good stuff, possibly. Yeah, we uh, close this year out, man. You know, working. Yeah. Boys, it's working. We're getting John Cena on December 30th. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee Black says Murphy Lee is an NBA Street Volume 2 legend. Yeah, absolutely straight up. is. Uh, straight up. Nah, man. I, man, I, I miss I, that I'm EA not... Big era, man. Like, mm-hmm. EA Big was a brand, and they they just dropped it all. I don't understand. EA like, dropped I, off a cliff in general, though. Yeah, but, like, but that specific brand, EA Big, they had the Def Jam games. They mm-hmm. had uh, SSX. They had NBA Street. NFL yeah. Street was kind of whack, but um, but NBA Street, every volume of NBA Street was dope. Um, and I was a big SSX guy. Sometimes when I'm bored because it's backwards compatible, I do sometimes just throw on SSX three. Why not? That game mm-hmm. was fantastic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, uh, I was right more up there with uh, Cool Borders. I was gonna say <laughs> I was more of a Cool Borders fan because uh, PlayStation. Cool Borders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, well, the SSX Here we was go. Like, <laughs> see, uh, I loved, I loved uh, Cool Borders, but the second SSX dropped, it was like just a game changer. So I didn't, pl- I never played the first one, but I played Tricky, and of course that that had Run DMC laced all throughout. Yeah, and, and had, uh, what's the record? Uh, play it loud. That was SSX three for sure. Yeah, uh, but, yeah so Tricky <laughs> though had because um, your commentator of SSX Tricky was Rozelle, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you had his beatboxing all throughout the game. Like he just do commentary. You hit a trick and he just be boom, boom, and Man, like all this. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to. Rozelle <laughs> <They don't>. randomly <laughs> of the commentator in this game. Come on. <laughs> Crazy time. Um, yeah. I know. That's it. He was your only commentator. You hit a trick, and then uh, all of a sudden, Rozelle would just pop in and tell you how great your trick was um, or tell you it sucked. Uh, and Shout out to Rozelle. Nobody's had him on. I've been listening to a lot of hip-hop podcasts, and nobody's had Rozelle on. I want to hear about Rozelle, man. All I know. Rozelle was crazy. You're absolutely right. Like He is somebody I want to hear from. He's elusive, man. That's a great story. I want to hear about how he got on SSS Tricky (laughs) randomly. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. One of the other funnier jokes this year was when people were saying uh, the stuff off of the, not the 21 Savage Drake album, the Drake album before that with all of the dance music on it, that it sounded like SSX music. And once (laughs) I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. And I'm like, maybe that's why I enjoy some of this music so much, because I'm like, this this reminds me of just sitting up at like midnight playing SSX. Takes you back. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's what it was. No, I, I... I, I I still play it to this day. I, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, SSX3, though, specifically, because I had the reset. And once you got used to the reset, you couldn't play any of the others again. Uh, but, yeah, I still, when I get bored, I'm just like, I'm just throwing SSX3. Same. And Did you ever beat that Guardians game? Minutes. I don't know why it randomly popped in my brain, because I'm thinking video games. Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. 
No, I actually didn't. Um, yeah, I stayed up late one night and, and finished it. Uh, really good game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I have it. Um, I just have never beaten it. Uh, it's, on, it's on Game Pass for people if you have Xbox. Mm. Oh, man, damn it. See, it's, that's why I can't buy games anymore. Because <laughs> I also bought it. I got caught by that as well. Uh, yeah, I, I bought it, and yeah, of course it's in Game Pass. Uh, actually, actually, now I think about it, I don't think I bought it. I think I got it as a gift. Mm. Yeah, um, I did. I'm, I just finished Deathloop recently. That game is, is really good um, for a couple of reasons. One, if you just want a game with... Uh, with the rare black protagonist and antagonist, Deathloop's a good one for you. Um, but on top of that, it's just really creative and inventive. I uh, I, I haven't played anything like it. Like I get what kind of I a game is it? It's a first-person shooter that's kind of like Groundhog Day in video game form, where you Ooh. basically are stuck in the same scenario over and over and over. And Deathloop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but every time you yes, and you die and restart the that just this one portion but as you progress you learn more things about this scenario mm-hmm. and so uh it's still a really deep game and there's still a lot happening but every single time you go through the loop it's a little bit different each time just because you as the player know more than you knew last time mm-hmm. this is the same stage though you wake up right back at that original point and you got to play through this stage again but this time you're like okay i don't have to go through this door because i already know what's through this i'm gonna go this way this time Mm -hmm. and or like i know the code to unlock this door this time so therefore i can go this way and the goal by the end of the game is to officially break the loop phenomenal Mm -hmm. game i love death loop and Um, speaking of black uh video game protagonists did you guys see that that clip of uh Michael J. White dressed as Blade. And yes. <laughs> that was fire. I was like, wait a minute. This man is 55 years old. This guy does not look like he's in his 50s at all. He looks amazing. Uh, he's, a beast. he's a beast for sure. He is a beast. I love Michael J. White, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a big Spawn fan in the 90s. And then uh, when the movie hit and Michael J. White, it's, it's, and as a matter of fact, I was, uh, I just saw. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm also a really, really big Black Dynamite fan. Yes, mm-hmm. um, yes, totally. Classic. And I saw this the other day. I, I forgot who posted it. I'm not giving right credit because I just saved it. Uh, but <laughs> it was uh, a take on Mandy Rose. But it said, uh, I'm declaring war on everybody who sells nudes to the community. Mandy Rose. <laughs> Black Dynamite, I sell nudes to the community. <laughs> 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 really good. <laughs> that is, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, somebody killed it. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so, uh, okay, we got to talk about a couple things. First Damn. off, I want to talk about Vince. I know that's a rare mm-hmm. thing, but we got to talk about Vince. Uh, Wall I Street this Journal. This was over. <laughs> it's never over. Ever. I, I don't. I don't think it's over. Um, it's not so, over. Wall it's Street Journal. Over. Wall Street Journal, of course, published a new report um, that had a lot of stuff in it. It talked about how um, there's, of course, new allegations. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about the allegations is they're very similar to previous allegations, um, which to a lot of people would say a pattern of behavior with Vince McMahon. Um, and that I'll let you decide if uh, what you feel on that. 
the other thing that came out of that from the wrestling side of things was that people close to Vince are of the belief that he's planning to come back, that he's told people he's planning to come back. Um, Fightful Select dropped a story, talked to about a dozen WWE talent, um, and there's a general feeling of, please no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the one thing that um, I think a lot of people are afraid of in this regard is that... Because, you know, we've heard from people who have said, uh, you know, if Vince returns, I'm not wrestling again. I mean, you're under contract. You're going to have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. You'll be, you'll be wrestling, buddy. Totally. My feeling on this, again, it's just a hunch. I hope I'm wrong. But I'll start with the facts. The fact is, if Vince McMahon decides to return, um... You guys watched Married with Children, I'm sure. Do you guys remember when when <laughs> Al uh, went and found Ironhead Haynes, um, who could answer all the questions of men, and uh, uh, he asked, what are we supposed to do about women? And Ironhead Haynes says, I have a song for this. And he pulls out his guitar and strums, and he goes, nothing. <laughs> and then puts the guitar away. <laughs> as far as what you can do about Vince, the answer is, Nothing. Mm-hmm. Because Vince McMahon... Um, WWE like the, is his. That's like his. The fact is, WWE is still his. That's his. Um, if he wanted... The only thing that can be done as far as Vince is concerned is, uh, I guess, two things. One, convince him not to, or like two, poison a drink. But like, um, as far as uh, <laughs> what you wait, can do... Well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, as far as what can be done about bringing back Vince McMahon, like the answer is... It's not much. Uh, if he ultimately decides to return, there's two problems. Because um, they're like, well, it would tank the stock. The board wouldn't allow that. Vince has 80% voting power. So he's he, the board. He is the board. <laughs> if the board all votes no and Vince votes yes, that's a yes. He returns. Um, so good luck yeah. with that. And it's like, well, the stockholders won't allow that. Vince is majority stockholder. Uh, and if he look you fully underestimate the egos of white billionaires who don't care whether or not they tank the stock if it is about them returning um now you've been saying it all week on twitter that is yes. that is definitely a white billionaire thing I, <laughs> I definitely pitch him somewhere like um having a glass of water or something or finishing golf and like yeah, i think i'm gonna go back to work and it's like right nah, vince i don't think you can nah, i'm a little bored i think i'm gonna go back to work um <laughs> i know but it doesn't work like that he's like no i think it does work like that nah, I'm nah, go I, look man wrestlemania season starting that's my thing that's my mm-hmm. baby i'm going back to work what are y'all talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah so again it, it, there's there's very little that could be done um like And the thing is, I can see it's I don't even think it's a boredom thing. I think it's Vince looking at what's coming up for WrestleMania and knowing that as far as I think he was willing to like, look, I can let SummerSlam go. I could let Survivor Series go and give a shit about any of that stuff. Uh, WrestleMania like, is his thing. But, but like WrestleMania. Yeah, it's like WrestleMania and it's a WrestleMania that's going to have The Rock. I'm it's a WrestleMania that's going to have John Cena. It's a WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Come on. Like, these guys don't exist without me. Right. Um, and, and I think the idea. Roman, all his golden like, boys are going to be there. Like, 
I can't see it not burning him up just a little bit right. of like, look, I at least need to book WrestleMania season uh, and, and coming back for that. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I can't yeah. see him. I mean, uh, the thing is, if he decided to tomorrow, just like, look, I'm coming back and I'm going to book Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. Sorry, Hunter. What are you going to do? Sorry, Paul. Um, that's what's it's going to happen. Like, that's the thing is if he decides it, it happens. Uh, and that is my only real worry here is that if he could, could be convinced not to, and I'm like, he was convinced to, um, to step down because, and in hindsight, I guess that's what the wall street journal article talked about that. Um, he's told people close to him. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc that he thought he could have weathered the storm and that resigning was a mistake yeah that's um, crazy I have I have no interest in Vince coming back. Just based oh, off where zero. the product is, the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the product is so much better without him. A million um, times, I they don't need him anymore. I, I I think it's time to move on and allow some new blood to run a company. Um, I I have no interest in him coming back, but uh, you know, can't fight the tide, buddy. Um, I I would not be surprised if he ends up back. Um, I mean, look, and the thing is, 
I saw somebody on Twitter. And sorry if I'm stealing credit for your joke, but they're like, Vince saw the rumor of Gunther versus Brock Lesnar and was like, Brock versus who? <laughs> for what? Get, get Paul on the phone. Get him on the phone right now. Get him on the phone. Yeah, for what yeah, title? Yeah. The Intercom. Yeah. What? I'm convinced at this moment that Vince McMahon is coming back to the WWE. There's nothing that anybody could tell me that's, that's not going to happen. Vince McMahon will be back in that gorilla position mm. by Royal Rumble. Uh, and so, like I said, because I see somebody in the chat saying it will take more than him deciding to do it again. Um, he needs to get voted back in. He has 80% the of vote. the vote. He's the vote. If he votes yes, he gets in. That's I'm it. I'm coming back. Oh, we disagree. Listen. I don't care. <laughs> no, listen, man. That's where they That's where they got that line for, man. We, we, we are the bar, bro. He is the bar. <laughs> like, he is the vote, buddy. It's not if he wants to come back, he's coming back. You're gonna yeah. hear uh, no chance. That's just playing a constant loop, like his song. Yeah, I I could just see him camera. like watching television and seeing all the changes, and he's like, "What is this? Like, what, what is what? This? Who is this Tazawa kid? Where's my ninja? Like, where? Right. where? <laughs> what is this? Like, I do like these Lacey Evans bits, though. Those are pretty good. They could continue that. Yeah, no, I bet. Look, I I, I I hope not. Like for real, I truly hope not. Um, like. Reading the the allegations this week, um, and again, uh, there, there's new allegations from 2011 that are very similar to the ones from 2006, and uh, I... It's almost like the same story. Yeah, really? well, it, it's straight up like, it, it's, it's clear that there's pattern behavior to me. Right. And I, I think that, look, Hunter's better at this right now i think that that's not to say that um there aren't things that i think vince wasn't good at right i think vince knew how to make a moment that's like that's just a fact i think that um he did uh and i'm still kind of waiting on hunter to have the that but again i think he's building to that i think hunter is building to his moment um that he hasn't quite had yet uh and that's why it's like when people are like hey hunter booker of the year and i'm like give it time um he he needs he he's still a work in progress i'm not willing to even grade hunter yet as a booker because uh i I, I still feel like he's got a i i was willing to give hunter an entire year of because it's not like he got to start a program from scratch here triple h essentially had to pick up the continuity of the previous program and keep it going Right. Um, and so and now he always has this Vince shit lingering over him. Like there's, you can't like, it's yeah. a lot of pressure on the guy at this point. Not saying that makes it okay, but I'm saying like, it's a different what Triple H is doing compared to, you can't really say he's Booker year or grade him off of trying yeah. to fix, fix the, it's like when Obama came in after uh, George Bush and they were just like, why did you do this to the, the economy and start war? He's like, yo, I'm just cleaning up with that fool. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's uh, all. Like yeah. it's 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 gonna take uh, some some time, and so Joel Wood uh, says it's not that easy. WWE is not a private company, so Vince can't just decide to come back tomorrow. The amount of litigation and stock taking that would come out of this would cripple that company. Um, I don't know. Are, are you so, saying uh, that the SEC won't let me be me me me? me, <laughs> <on MTV? laughs> Uh, I like think we would get an Eminem bar from Phil on this podcast. Skibbity-doo, skibbity-doo. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you know, we're also talking about the, um, 
because Vince <laughs> had multiple roles, of course. We're talking about the chairman role. We're also talking about the, the head of creative uh, mm-hmm. specifically role. There's there's a lot of various different roles that he played here. Um, and I'm strictly talking about putting himself back in creative. The bro could just knows? start from home sending his notes in, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm back, but I'm I wouldn't there. be surprised if he's already sending his notes from you home. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Oh, they're I, giving I you know. shit for quoting Eminem, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, it was in the moment. Sometimes you got to get a joke off, man. Look, okay. quoting things in, in, in hope of getting a joke off is just, you know, come on. You got it. Yes, mm. but um, again, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping not, but also like, WrestleMania without Vince sounds really interesting because Are you saying it seems so empty without me. Because oh, <laughs> I I'm looking forward to WrestleMania without Vince. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing, you know, again, I talked about, you know, Hunter hasn't quite had a moment yet. Um, and I, I feel like I guess the end of Survivor Series was about the closest to a moment he's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know what I mean by those Vince moments mm-hmm. that like Vince is, is a moment maker and that was his thing. Uh, and I, I'm ready for Hunter to have that. I think WrestleMania could have that. Mm. It could. Yeah, there has to be a willingness to have it, of course, because um, a lot of moments tend to revolve around like crowning a new champion. Mm. Uh, I think that's a big piece of why Hunter hasn't necessarily had his his true moment yet. Like he hasn't gotten to make somebody yet because a lot of that he did a lot of that in NXT. But there's it's it's just a different scale when we're talking doing it on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a, a lot of the big projects have been leftover Vince projects that he's trying right. to you know finesse and either correct or you know set on a different trajectory. And some of it has worked. Um, Listen, I have given some of the Triple H stuff the thumbs down, but if he manages to fix Asuka and make Asuka serious again, listen, all will be forgiven. Well, mm-hmm. not all. all right, <laughs> not I, I won't all, say but... all. But uh, a lot of stuff will be forgiven because mm-hmm. I am a big Asuka fan, and, and a lot of stuff that they're doing with Asuka is great. I mean, I do believe Asuka's been better under uh, Hunter regardless. I think that, yes. um, you know, I... I, I love Asuka equally, right? But I do feel like I was never a fan of, you know, when people are like, oh, Asuka's such a national treasure. Look how funny she is. She's Asian R-Truth. And I'm just thinking like, oh, that's not what I want no. um, as far as she's concerned. Because everybody was like, especially through the pandemic stuff. They're like, wow, she's so funny. And I'm like, but did you see what she was able to do in NXT? Like, this is not the... Yeah. I, I enjoy funny Asuka, but I prefer serious Oscar. I enjoy funny Oscar the way I enjoy Steve Austin when he's funny, right? In that like Steve Austin could be funny, but when it came time Steve Austin kicked the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. And being funny wasn't the primary thing. It wasn't just there to make Vince chuckle. Um but I felt like Oscar for a while became like a we just want to a make punch Vince. Line. It, yeah, it, she it just a became line. a punchline. She just became a. We um, want to make Vince yeah, laugh. Yeah, it's it's the it's the Mox line. Never let anybody there know you you can be funny because then that, that's all they'll allow you to be. And mm-hmm. we've seen Mox be funny in AEW, but he has a very defined character that is not centered around comedy. And I think that Oscar should be the same way. It's it's cool to know that Oscar can be funny, but 
I don't think that should, that should be her defining character trait. I don't want it to be. That's I my mean, issue. because I still think one of the funniest things Asuka has done is um, coming out after she won the NXT championship, well, retained the NXT championship, and somebody was like, but Ember Moon, and she's just like, Ember, who? She was here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think, you know, honestly, the best comedy in wrestling to me is still the comedy that's in the wrestling, um, and not necessarily... Uh, as a side thing to wrestling so that that that's me anyway um but we'll we'll talk about that uh joel wood says will you're all about percentages i am what is the percentage you think vince is back in his previous role by mania um i'm at like 40 40 percent um i still don't think it's terribly likely uh but i'm just more like you know I'm, i'm gonna steal a point from Meltzer here um Meltzer does not believe it's a coincidence that new allegations came out around the same time that uh, the news came out that Vince is talking about returning, almost as if somebody in the company doesn't want him returning and maybe was like, hey, look at this other stuff, too. <laughs> like, That's crazy. Like, hey, let, let's keep these investigations going because the longer we can keep him out, the better. Well, nuts. Who could do that? Who would do that? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? I mean, I'll be straight up. I have talked to two, two wrestlers who believe it's Hunter. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I am not saying it is. I'm not saying that at all. But, um, that... but if anybody was to, anybody had to, you know, <laughs> to, you know Triple H hey, talking about the allegations <laughs> in an interview or something, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is. Somebody did this. Somebody did this. Somebody did this, bro. <laughs> Somebody sending out some crazy emails. I don't know who did it. I don't know who done it. Uh, like they're at Thanksgiving, like, Dad, can you believe what the this Wall Street Journal article is talking about? Can you believe? That's crazy, 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 man. Mm. But yeah, who would send those out? Do not bring Vince McMahon back. That's the moral of the story. Leave Absolutely that old man not. at home. He's nasty as hell. That's where we're landing. He's a nasty, nasty man that needs to be in a retirement home. Leave him there. Don't let yeah. him come back. All the morale is going to go to the shitter so fast if you bring this man nah, back. Nah, man. Now I cannot unthink of Triple H being the, the guy that's leaking this. That is right. It's very, <laughs> very funny. Tonight, I know. Uh, honestly, I've had this scenario <laughs> playing out in my head that uh, of. Uh, just sitting at home after losing NXT and basically just being given off that office job. Like, nah, fuck that guy. That guy's gotten away with so much. Straight up. He's mm. gotten away with so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten but, away with so much. He's gotten away with so much. <laughs> nah. Maybe he doesn't get my- to get away with it. Mm, I had to drop a dime. I don't know. Like, wait, he fired all my guys. He fired all my NXT guys that I spent years working on. He fired Regal. He fired all my people. Nah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just he brought bringing his homie back. He gonna come back at the same day as Regal. They're gonna be back in WWE at the same time. Both nah. putting their little WWE badge on the thing at the same time. Vince and Regal. Mm-hmm. Woo, Hunter's gonna be pissed. Nah, I don't like that. I had to drop a dime. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Air World Order says we might see The Rock versus James Gunn instead of The Rock versus Roman Reigns at Mania. Uh, I mean, look, there's a lot of DC stuff going down this week. Uh, We now know that um, uh, Patty um, Jenkins is out of um, Wonder Woman 
and uh we know that, that the rock was lying on his books uh but now we Man know that cooking books that, <laughs> that henry cavill is out of superman Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I feel bad for Henry. Man, he was he was happy about coming back, and yeah, they but closed I, the I, door on him right away. I get where James Gunn is coming from. Of like, I got to reboot this universe. This shit. Stinks. I would, ju- yeah, like, I would start from scratch. He, Henry yeah. Cavill has like a little something on him that people are gonna keep associating with it if they don't drop him. Yeah, he, he, he still got the right. Snyder snitch stench. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, and yeah, James uh, Gunn and, is like, look, I got an opportunity to reboot this whole thing mm-hmm. and make it what people have been asking for. Yeah. And so I'm going to just do it. And right. it may take some starting over. Um, I hope he does yeah. keep some elements. Like, I think he could probably boot the universe he's looking for out of the Batman. I mean, he's he's going to keep elements they like. Like, Peacemaker ain't going away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's his. Like, he's not getting rid of it. ain't going away. But, you know, I understand wanting to cast a younger Superman and starting from scratch. Um, you, you were going to have a hard time doing that. And trying to keep around the same cast, uh, so I get it. I just think that you know, giving this guy hope that he was going to come back, and he was super excited about it, mm-hmm. and then he gets back, and it's like, nah, we don't, we don't really need you. It's like, dang. Um, but if we are, if that report is true, and we will no longer get Momoa as Aquaman, and we might get him as Lobo, do it. Come on, man, get this guy on a motorcycle with white paint, and come on, man, he's he's the ultimate dude, bro. Like he should be Lobo. The problem is, like, Aquaman 2 still hasn't dropped. Like, they still have all this content that they haven't put out yet. And, uh, you know, they still haven't dropped that Flash movie that's going to be a disaster. Yeah, when does Aquaman 2 come out? That movie comes out. I keep forgetting that Flash movie is coming. Um, yeah, Aquaman 2 don't come out till next Christmas. We're still, oh, damn. We're still a year off from that movie they filmed, like, two years ago. Mm. Yeah, I, I like the idea of him making all these phone calls and like, I don't know if you guys have seen American Gangster and like the the montage when uh, Russell Crowe's character is uh, arresting everybody over Amazing mm-hmm. Grace. I just keep thinking of Amazing Grace and all these people are getting the phone calls and the last person that he's waiting to call is uh, my man, this, uh, <laughs> the lead actor Flash, like, alright Ezra, man, this <laughs> is all I've been leading to you, man, you knew this time was coming. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how he's still attached to that. It's crazy. It, wild, man. The, the fact that they're still going forward with this movie just tells you how much money they spent. And they're like, look, y'all are getting this Flash movie. We spent right. a lot of money. We did a lot of reshoots. Y'all are getting this movie. I don't care what he did in Hawaii. Y'all are getting this movie. Do not care. Hated dogs <laughs> on top. Nasty shit. But, but we're not getting the Batgirl movie that they filmed. No, but that's what I'm saying. Look, we can... We can we can throw that that two mil away, but this four mil we we paid for Flash now. Nah, no, mm. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. This movie is happening, bro. I would have sent that shit straight to Tubi. Like that Batgirl movie is is they finished it right? Like they they filmed it in full, and it's just never gonna see the light of day. Imagine just having the footage and being like, nah, we're not gonna release the footage. Nah, we we, uh, we we'll putting that on. <laughs> Will, have you seen Tubi movies? You've yeah, never, I mean, yo, you've never seen a Tubi movie. It is an experience, go. bro. Not to go <laughs> watch Tubi movies. There's some movies that are filmed with I, the iPhone 8. Like, that's how they yo, film the whole the, movie. Yo, the cheapest movies with the worst acting. It, I don't know okay. how these movies. I'm hey, like, I okay, I, I take that back. I watched, Tubi. I'll tell you what. I watched one because my friend was in it. And uh, I'm not going to say which one, but my friend is in, in a Tubi <laughs> movie. Um, it's real bad. I watched mm-hmm. one. 
and they're horrible. Uh, they're awful. It, 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 it like the the framing, everything about it looks mm-hmm. cheap, looks uh, real awful. bad. But like yeah, they just have a button button that you could just submit a movie, any movie that you like, <laughs> submit a whole movie yeah. right here. We'll take it. It's crazy out there. Yeah, I, I'm picturing exactly the one. Don't make a movie uh, out of anything. Yes. Uh, let's see. CBD's nuts said, uh, I feel like song two by blur would give nostalgic vibes for fight forever. But yeah, yeah. like Kylie said, nothing creed LMAO. Um, (laughs) yeah, that could work too. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what song that was, but I, I, that's one of those, Mm -hmm. that's one of those songs that I probably have heard a million times could have never identified it. Uh, if you yeah, ask me, I, I lose that trivia question, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, name that tune. Uh, that tune's playing. I'm sitting there the whole time. Like I used to do a '90s cover band thing in Bakersfield, so songs are there's a lot that are just there in my brain. So I feel like every episode we get something cool about Reg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel I've been like doing a lot. Yeah, there, there's some prequel about all of our lives before Grapsity existed, <laughs> and like how different everything was. Now it's just all podcasting all the time. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tim Gordon asks, can Triple H book... Bed. I can't believe it. Can Triple H book a SmackDown women's title match without doing a gauntlet or multi-person match? No. Um, well, he's in a tough spot with SmackDown. He's, tr- he's doing the multi-women matches because he's trying to show everybody he has on the roster and give people shine because they don't have a big name there. And that's why I thought it was absurd absurd sir when i saw someone say that no the company hasn't had a problem since smackdown since sasha left fam smackdown has had had a definite problem since this woman left (laughs) like what are you talking about Um, and i mean it's great that you know people like Liv and shotzi and raquel are getting a moment to shine but i feel like that's why we keep getting all of these segments with a lot of women crammed in because they're just throwing things at the wall and hoping something works um and a lot of this stuff is not necessarily catching on, and that's kind of the problem. Well, like it, it, it's like they're because they're also building up Raquel toward um, uh, toward Ronda, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a lot of stuff that's just like not over, it and, is, and, right. and we're about to talk about one of them in a sec. Um, mm-hmm. But let's see, Ricardo says uh, I'd cr- uh, I'd use Crush Him by Megadeth again. One I don't know, but um, I, I bet you I would recognize the tune. Mm-hmm. Van Twinblade says, we can't use DMX. The homophobia won't fly. Are you kidding me? You could use X gon' give it to you. There's a lot of tracks by DMX that uh, would hit. No, I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, um, absolutely not uh, condoning homophobia, but there are a lot of X records yeah. that you could play that don't have homophobia in it. Mm-hmm. And that and all of these, we're literally just talking about the hook. And uh, he said, doesn't fit the time period, but Jay-Z run this town. Yeah, that's a, even because that song came out 09. And so oh. that one, not quite the time period. Uh, let's see. Deontay says, my Grapsity fam, Wrestle Kingdom is soon upon. Uh, I will be up and awake. Mercedes watch, stacked card. OC don't sleep on Tam Nakano. Much love, y'all. For sure don't sleep on Tam. Um, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is looking like it's going to be amazing. Um, super excited for it. Uh, let's see. Malcolm Brown says, "Party up, DMX." Uh, in the middle, Jimmy Eat World. Good choices. Uh, let's see. Actually, "Party Up" is like the one that's probably really expensive, but 
Has to be. Like I could just picture like that's all a white all people's the- favorite DMX song. Right. And like I said, uh when you're seeing like all of the moves hidden and uh while well, y'all go make me lose my mind mm-hmm. as that's actually the one. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Up in here. Give X that money. Well he's dead. Give his family that money. Yeah. yeah. Recipes DMX. Like I said, I bet that'd be an expensive one. Uh, Jake Salazar says, y'all see New Day out here acting like Hulk Hogan Tuesday night, trying to make Brits sing the Pledge of Allegiance. I thought New Day was great on Tuesday night. Um, I did watch, uh, I watched a lot of NXT this week. I watched, because uh, I saw um, Mandy Rose lose the NXT Women's Championship. And immediately, I, we, I talked about it in our group chat, I was mm-hmm. my, my uh, alert went off of, you know, this doesn't. This seems very unlike them to have Roxanne just win it a couple days before at deadline, and then all of a sudden do the title match. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like something that they would do without reason. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, of course, Fightful Select broke the story that uh, maybe there was, was reason. Crazy. Which, by the way, I'm gonna get in Fightful defense mode for a second. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. Uh, a lot of people out there don't like Fightful. I know that. I'm not stupid. I read all that shit. Uh, and don't, I get don't tr- read it. Just I, don't, I get trolls in my mentions it. all the time. I, I know that there are people who don't like Fightful. Um, again, as far as personality is concerned, uh, different strokes, different folks. I get it. But the people who don't like Fightful, who do it in a way where they discredit Fightful's work, who say that Fightful isn't, uh, Fightful's fake news, Fightful doesn't get reports right, Fightful gets stuff wrong, which, like, there's literally no track record to um, uh, to back that up. People just, when it's stuff they don't like, that's what they do. Um, of course. And, like, if Fightful's gotten something wrong, we'll, we'll usually make sure we address that. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I've never worked around anybody more diligent about um, making sure that a, a report is 100% more than, than Sean. Like, it, it's just a fact that, you know, Sean, I've watched Sean sit on information that he's gotten because he couldn't verify it. And it's like in a way where it would set the internet on fire if we reported what we heard, but it's like, but we didn't hear it from enough people and then it ended up being true, but it was like, but we didn't, it, there wasn't enough due diligence on it to to get it out there. A lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of times where we've been fed bullshit and uh, by WWE, by wrestlers, by guys, wrestlers in the locker room, by whoever, um, and sit on it. I said all this to say, I saw people this week who are very anti-fightful who are very anti-Sean, anti-us, anti-whoever, talking about the release of Mandy Rose. Last I checked, that wasn't reported by anybody else. Um, Last I checked, WWE didn't even put that information out. They don't report Uh, their releases anymore. WWE doesn't report releases. Last I checked, that's a fightful story. That is a story that, if you've talked about that story, that is a story that came from Sean Rossap. That's it. That's a, there's no other ways around that. Um, and most people have given their credit to where that story came from. But like I said, WWE never reported that. 
As far if you are the type of person that says nothing Fightful ever says is true, then as far as you're concerned, Mandy Rose is still employed. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, when I tell you, um, and not to jump jump on board with you with Fightful defense, um, when I tell you this is a bad week for the anti-wrestling media crowd, oh boy, you guys are in the dirt. Um, all you guys <laughs> that were trashing Raj for the last few months, oh man, you're out of here. You, you got you to gotta apologize <laughs> now because you he's been right all along. Um, and so I feel like this happens quite a bit with people that are anti-media folks that are like, oh, these dirt cheat guys, they don't know anything. They just report anything. And you see it happen with Meltzer a lot. People just don't like Meltzer because they don't listen to uh, the Observer. They don't read it. They just know this perception or reputation of who he is, and they don't like him based on that. And I think mm-hmm. that Sean has reached this point. Anybody that's successful reaches a point where people know of you and it's just like ah, i just don't like the shine guy so mm-hmm. all of the reports are false and that's not based on anything it's just i don't like them and right. hey you're welcome to not like anybody i don't like quite a few people but that doesn't mean you have to discredit their work right it's and just- that's what i'm saying you don't have to like anybody but don't discredit that that's, that's exactly it because um again on the topic of releases pretty sure every release Going back to 2021, because the last release WWE reported was Bray Wyatt back in 2021. All those releases, those NXT releases, um, I found out about Swear's release from Sean. Um, like, as far as uh, all of those releases are concerned, um, that has all been reported by Fightful. Like, that, that's, that's information listen, that Fightful gets. Listen, the guy reported the biggest news story in wrestling of the last three years. He CM broke Punk's that story. <laughs> he broke CM Punk's return. And, and I see our chat going crazy on Raj. Look, I don't agree with everything Raj says, of course, but that's besides the point. He was right about the Sasha thing, and he deserved the credit for that. I'm not saying you got to like the guy or, or agree with everything he says, but when someone is right, it's okay to just compartmentalize these things. Now, as far as Mandy's concerned, who... This is a very, very, very touchy subject. It's a very interesting subject. Um, I will start by saying, no, I don't agree with releasing her at all. Um, and I'm going to put that out there right off the bat that uh, because I don't want anybody under the impression that I believe that she should have been cut for any reason um, related to the content she had put out. Um I did laugh a lot yesterday uh, at the idea of, again, I like to play out scenarios in my head. And, uh, you know, Meltzer reported yesterday in The Observer that it was Matt Bloom who brought it to Shawn Michaels' attention. And I swear, this is how I saw that playing out. I, of <laughs> Matt Bloom just like on his phone, like, and then Shawn Michaels comes up behind him like, hey, what's that? And like, <laughs> oh, Sean, you have to see this. this... <laughs> yeah, I was just about to show you. I was just about to show you this. I was, I was just on my way. Oh, man. <laughs> That's how the scenario is played out in my Definitely. I was just about to show you. What are we going to do about this, what, HBK? Yeah. We got to do something about this. We got to get this filth off the internet. Yes, and we have to phone. get it off the internet. Sean's I'll like, be yes, right ab- with my phone. Abso- yeah. Go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in order for Sean's them like, to yes, find absolutely, out. you have. We have to do something about this, Matt. I want you to send me all of it, every single thing, <laughs> all <laughs> of it. Send it all to me right now. Every picture, I need all the. <laughs> yeah, in order for them to find out, somebody had to be subscribed to this thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, no, because it all leaked on Twitter on Monday, oh, and that right, was yeah. that was it more than anything else. Is that it was all over Twitter Monday, and she apparently had this thing for a, a couple months up, right? Right, and it was. Um, uh, I mean, no, it, it was the the way the scenario played out was was extremely whack. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. seen the screenshot of the DM um, that Mandy had sent. I'm not going to post that because uh, it's just. Oh, wrong. are you but talking to, about the the tweet that led to some of the leaks and? Yeah, and, and then DM to it, them. Yeah, that was that was super corny to me. It was super corny. Know, yeah, you shouldn't have posted that screenshot. But Mandy uh, was trying to get the links taken was, down. Uh, to, to quote our, to quote friend of the show, it was, uh, it was cloudy. It was mm-hmm. ex- ex- exceptionally cloudy. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, Mandy had tried to get it taken down. Uh, and like, don't post. Like, if a wrestler comes to you, like, and is th- I thought she was very kind in that message. It seemed like of like, yeah, I, yeah, please, please that take was, this that down. That was whack. I yeah, don't don't, don't screenshot that and be like, look what she's trying to do. Um, look who's that, in that, my DMs, guys. Super clout chaser energy. I I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't like all that right. at all. Uh, and regardless, uh, this information being out there led to the release of Mandy Rose. Um, the and after a very very long title reign, I called this on day after dynamite this week. I said it was one of the most important title reigns NXT's ever had. And the reason I say that is because, granted, while they've had longer reigns, Asuka had a longer reign, Adam Cole had a really long reign, um, and you also had Shayna Baszler, whatnot. This was the only one that had the entire run play out on TV. Right. Everything else WWE Network era. Um, and granted, while that stuff we liked more, at the end of the day, that was stuff that was watched less. And so, uh, thinking about how this was one that took place entirely on network TV for a year. And they ended it and then released her. And, you know, she tweeted, content's still up, site's still up. Thanks for the she support. She tweeted that? Or was that on her fan site? Oh, yeah, she put that on the site. That's right. But she's like, yeah. site's not I was going anywhere. Say, Whoa, she tweeted that? <laughs> no, it was, she was just like, site's still here. Uh, that, she put out. That's not finished. Statement. Yeah, she's like, site's still here. Uh, thank you for the support. Uh, and I hate this for a couple of reasons. One, here we are, five days removed from her losing the title. Nobody's talking about Roxanne anymore. Mm. Unfortunate. That she was right. she's she's amazing. Yeah. And she and had pretty much was good. Yeah. And she had it pretty much till the next morning that people got to talk about Roxanne winning the title. And, you know, there were people saying, Hey, she started the year as Ring of Honor champion and ended it as NXT champion. That's really cool. And um, you know, for as young as she is, that's that's a lot of growth. Uh, but the moment's now been overshadowed because now Mandy's no longer the bad guy in this scenario, in the uh, scenario of, like, she's she doesn't get to be the heel anymore. Now she's kind of the victim of what took place. And mm-hmm. so as a result of that, uh, the narrative around her losing the title has changed. And I hope they can, can swing it back around to more of a congratulatory feeling toward uh, Roxanne and less of a look what happened to Mandy. Right. Like, hopefully the crowd, like, when... Roxanne gets her 
celebratory promo moment that the crowd doesn't hijack on some like Mandy Rose chant shit. You know how crowds could be. Uh, you know how I, people are. So I, I'm not sure if that'll happen. I think Rock. Uh, well, I, the good news is pretty sure they taped NXT already, right? Like they've taped. Oh, it they through, did. They, they did. taped it through the year. So right. at the very least, uh, that was. They can edit that shit out. <laughs> so yeah. even if anything along those lines happened, whatever we. But yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've taped NXT. And shout out to Roxanne. She really is tremendous. Like, she did do the ROH thing and NXT thing. She's had an amazing year. This moment, she's deserved this big moment for a long time. And I hate that it's overshadowed by this Mandy shit because she didn't deserve that. She's just an innocent bystander being a really good professional. She was going to be, I think she was going to beat Mandy no matter what. I think that, like, that was my prediction when we talked over the card last week that I was Mm -hmm. like, well, um, you know, I said, I think it's Roxanne if. They're ready to take the title off of Mandy, right? Because uh, that's also why uh, I was like, you know, I, as far as the men's match was concerned, I said that it's. Uh, I was like, my pick would be Carmelo only if it's time to take the belt off of Braun, and I don't mm-hmm. think it is. So they ended up going with Waller, which means it's still not time to take the belt off of Braun. Uh, yeah. What did you think of that Iron Survivor stipulation? By the way, did you watch? Uh, did you watch all of it? I, I went back and finally watched it this week. Um, I like the men's match a lot. I thought that was um, yeah very well put together. It's one of those matches like I called it convoluted last week, and part of why I said it was convoluted is because um, in a real life scenario, how would any of that work? But of course, the good news is it's scripted pro wrestling. You just make it work. Um, and right. so, uh, yeah, that's it, luckily what they did here. And I thought it was a good match. Uh, but, uh, the women's, I liked too. I didn't like it as much. I think the men's match was much stronger. Yeah. I think the men's match worked better cause it was more fast paced and there was more stuff, um, to cling on to like all of the stuff in the penalty box with Axiom and, and JD and some of the rest of the stuff with the match. I thought it was just a, a better constructed match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree the stipulation's a little convoluted. But I mean it's it's interesting. I think they can work around it and make it a NXT staple um eventually. It's just yeah, the well, first especially time since they lost they Sean talked about this on the, the media call. He said that, you know, I don't have war games anymore, so I gotta uh yeah. since Come Hunter up took that so had to have something to kind of replace it. Uh and I guess this is the new thing that replaces war games. Yeah, and so yeah, in that vein it works. Um I did think that Carmelo should have won, but um, if they're not ready to take the title off of him, off of Brian, then this makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah. your boy Grayson's going to get the big W against uh, Brian. No, no, I don't. I think that, like, honestly, I would do Carmelo WrestleMania weekend um, at uh, Stand and Deliver. That and makes he should, the most and he sense to me. Yeah, I, and he, I should think he should win. So I think, um, and that's why I was saying it's like, look, if it's time to take the belt off of Mandy, Roxanne was it, and Roxanne did get it, and sure enough. But I think they probably would have waited till um, Vengeance Day to yeah. to do that one, um, do it in front of an arena. Uh, yeah, or at least than, uh, the the New Year special something. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I think they would have because like honestly, that's where you're going to get moments is doing it in a in an actual crowd and not in a sound stage with like 200 people and a audience coordinator going. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> off camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not to turn this into an NXT deadline review, but um, as someone that did not like the New Day stuff going into this, and it felt very much tacked onto this pay-per-view, and I'm not um, 
walking that back at all. I still don't like it. I still think it feels tacked on and lazy. Um, I thought that match was very good. I match was that. so good. I watched that live. That yeah, was the, very, very good. The match was very good. The moment was good for them. And, you know, I'm never going to, you know, not support the guys. I thought that was great for them. I think it's good that they have another accolade, but I still have no interest in watching them on NXT. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but it, it's great for them. They're, I, I, I'm glad that they're at least getting something to do. I just wish it was on the main roster. Um this Mandy stuff is very interesting to me because, as I alluded to on Twitter, is that um, you have uh, capitalized on this woman's sexuality for the entire time that she's been, been on NXT. That the entire rebrand with this woman has been built around the way she looks. Um, and even before that, that was the character. I mean, you can go back to that Naomi storyline. You could go back to... Even some of the stuff with Sonya, that was part of the character. It's always been, I mean, you know. The whole point of her with uh, Otis was that, yes, look at this girl who's league. completely out of his league. How many times have we seen Mandy Rose in a hot tub on TV? Yeah, or, you know. <laughs> Ella. <laughs> or, or them putting on their website, like, look at her Instagram posts. Look how, mm. look at, like, these are the hottest Instagram posts of the week and all this other stuff. And so. You know, for you as a company to do that and then, you know, come down at her on her for selling content based on her sexuality, it looks away. It looks crazy and it kind of bothers me. Um, and that's not to say that they are in the wrong for firing her. I don't think they should have fired her. But if she's in breach of her contract, they, they have every right to fire her. I just think that optic looks kind of crazy. Um, and I just don't agree with that. Um, I also don't agree with her not being able to make content um, on a third party on her own. It's not like she was promoting this stuff anywhere in character. It's not like this was any part of like her main timeline or anything. Um, it just, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. But with that said, I understand why they may have felt like their hands were tied and they had to do something about this. Um, I just don't agree with it. Um, I think that it's very, very interesting. Uh, I'm I'm still laughing about the idea of Matt Bloom. (laughs) (laughs) Shawn Michaels pulling up on the back of Matt Bloom. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, man, uh, man, I think it's very interesting that both of the biggest stories in wrestling this week, at the heart of it, is women's pay. And Mm -hmm. I think that the interesting thing here is with the pay gap here is uh, I think that Mandy... I, you'd have a hard time arguing anybody else with the face of that brand. Mandy was the face of the brand. I didn't, I didn't like the toxic attraction stuff. I'm not a big fan of NXT 2.0, but it would be pretty hard to deny that she wasn't the face of the brand. Um, her and toxic attraction held all the titles like undisputed era did. Um, most of the commercials coming out of it was built around Mandy. Um, mm-hmm. That was essentially her show. Um, and so as real as it gets. And yep. so for her to be essentially the face of that brand, I wonder how much she was getting paid. And I'm not pocket watching here, but I would bet, and I think it is a pretty safe bet, um, that she was paid less than a lot of men on that brand. Um, And so when you're getting into a situation where she's now making exclusive content, and I don't know this for a fact, but I know what other women are making off their content. um, And if she's possibly making six figures doing that content, and you're coming here and saying, oh, can you take that down? I'd be looking around like, no. Nah. Um, because I'm not getting paid that here. 
I'm getting paid that there. So nah. And we've seen that play out with somebody like Selena, where Selena knew what she was getting paid on on her OnlyFans stuff. And she wasn't doing explicit content, so I don't want to compare it. But she knows what she was getting paid doing that. And she looked around and was like, nah, <laughs> I'm making good money doing that. So no. Um, and so I get it. Um, and again, I don't want to make this into, uh, you know, the man is always wrong. But if I have a side hustle going, because there are plenty of people that work, for example, I know people that are like a CPA, right? And if you're a CPA and you work for a company, you usually sign a deal where you can only do, you know, financial advisory and financial services through your company. But I know quite a few people that still do taxes on the side as a side hustle to make money. Um, is that technically wrong? Yes. <laughs> um, so I think Mandy knew what she was getting into. I think she knows that it's not in her contract to be able to do with that, but fam, I'm making bread. Mm -hmm. And so is it technically wrong? Yes. But do I agree, agree that people are like, oh, this is so horrible. You know, she had a contract. How dare she do that? Like, that's just not realistic. Real people don't live in that world. Real people make, make bread and they're trying to survive. So I get it. Um, but it's, it's just a messed up situation because, you know, this just doesn't affect Mandy. Like you guys said with Roxanne, it affects her because now, you know, this you've got this thing lingering over her title win. It affects Gigi and JC because mm -hmm. now it's like, what are they going to do going forward? Yeah, they can still be a tag team, but their act was built around being uh, Mandy's sidekicks. And so, you know, not to dim diminish what they were as tag champions, but that's what it was. And so what do you do with them moving forward? Do you just call them up as a tag team? What's next for them? Um, and I just think the fact that we have to question that is just unfortunate. Um, for as much as she did for herself, again, whether you like Mandy as a character or not, um, she was a success on NXT. And I feel like it's kind of a shame that she built up all of this goodwill for a year and she's not getting to take that to the main roster and have a big moment. Because um, that sh should have been what this is building to. That's the point of developmental. And so... To tell this woman, all right, well, come here and, you know, humble yourself and be on developmental, you know, to work out. And it did work out. And then she doesn't get the fruits of her labor. It's it's messed up. Um, I mean, so that begs the question, of course, the, the million dollar question that everybody's been asking. Um, you know, Tommy Dreamer already answered it. Uh, he was like, look, if she wants to, she come to, to impact. Um, and... <laughs> I, I, but she would fit on Impact. She would fit very well on Impact, honestly, because they've done characters like her on Impact. Like, she fits the style of Impact Wrestling a lot. It's hard that we're talking about this is all based around money and then Impact. Money. I'm making money. What, and then why Impact the fuck would I go and make her, Impact? Is Impact going to tell her to take her site down? Now? Uh, according to but, reports, yes, they are. Reports okay. that I read that they said they don't want any explicit content also, which I think is fucking a scam. But... Well, and then, um, and then of course, there, there's always Tony. And uh, hey, the... Tony. <laughs> Honestly, though, it sounds like she's making a lot more money to not get fucking body slammed. That's what people mm -hmm. are forgetting about. Yeah. Like, she might just be like, "Fuck this shit, I'm gonna." Well, and, and the, not the way slammed. the way I saw it from Tony's perspective of like, would you sign her or not? And I look at it kind of the same way you look at Adam Cole as a. I mean, look, this was probably the most important champion you've had in the same way that Adam Cole was um, on your TV run of NXT. And you're kind of just like gift wrapping her to us. So like in the sense of 
you know, I said on Day After Dynamite that um, Mandy Rose, she came in and the company was clearly behind her uh, from the time she was on screen. Um, mm. She had the, the blurry camera entrance thing and uh, you always had Corey... <laughs> Yeah, you had Corey Graves going nuts on her on commentary. And, like, and that's they... another thing, fam. You had Cole sexualizing the hell out of this woman on TV. Like, it's like wild. It, so, <laughs> ha, so it went on for a while, right? And then she went to, to NXT. There's rumors that it was because she didn't want to go on the road because of uh, whatever. But regardless, she went to NXT. And um, she got to work on things. Um, she got to work on her character. She got to work in ring. Um, and, you know, whether or not you liked her in ring is, is another thing, but you can't really deny that she's better now than she was. Uh, yeah, she's she absolutely improved. Most definitely. Right. And so if you're looking at it from Tony's perspective, you would look at that as, well, shit, the developmental part of it's done. Like They uh, developed the her. They developed her already. Mm-hmm. The developmental part is has been done. Like, yeah. Uh, if we wanted somebody else on the roster that offers something that kind of none of the other that, that's unique um, to who she is and to her character, and she already just went through the developmental process, sure, why not? Uh, and she was champion for a year, so like she just got to work on carrying herself, all of that shit. Yeah, because um, that's the interesting thing about this. Because I, I know people are gonna go, well, does it matter if she was the face of a brand if not that many people watched it? And it's like the, the lesser of the three WWE shows. I think it does because still matters. She still went out on top. She she didn't really have the chance to go back after being champion and have them book her as less than. She went out as champion and right. went out as the third longest reigning women's champion for that brand. That matters. Um, a lot of women that come into AEW from the indies, they don't have that kind of success mm-hmm. coming in. And so to bring in somebody with that kind of name and recognition, I do think it matters. Um, with the TV presence, she's been yeah. on live TV. Like, yeah, yeah she, 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 she offers a she lot. Knows, and, she's, and she's somebody you could bring in as a heel, which is something right. that um, uh, yes. you, you kind of struggle to bring in, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody comes in with some notoriety behind them and some excitement of like, oh, shit, we, we're seeing this person here. But like... I think a lot of the AEW audience would be like, oh, Mandy Rose, uh, mm-hmm. boo. I, and- I am I am going to, if I fantasy book this as a heel, you've got Soraya standing in the ring because they've had, they had history because of Absolution. And she just comes in and he goes, you know what? I never needed you. You went to NXT and you were the name of NXT. You were like a pioneer with NXT. I went there and I did more than you did in a year. Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff, she can, she that she can rightfully brag on. And I'm not saying that to dump on Soraya, but if you had a heel character that can come in and, you know, do something unique, she has built, built-in built feud. She has a built-in feud with Soraya there. She has a built-in feud with Athena. She has built-in feuds with a number of people there that could work. If 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 you're looking at somebody that can come in, even with Brit and go, yeah, I was on the other chain, but I was the champion of that brand. Mm-hmm. That was my show. AEW was never your show. Right. It works. Mm. It works. Um, Derek Gordon said NXT winning the uh, sorry New Day winning the NXT Tactiles feels like Dolph winning the NXT title to me. Um, it's a little bit better, uh, it, I it, think. It it does kind of feel that way, but I just don't want to. I mean, only because NXT. New Day is better than Dolph Ziggler <laughs> in like every yeah, way. I just, um, but the, yeah. and I I I once gave Dolph Ziggler Wrestler of the Year like in 2010. You was um, wild. I thought, 
<laughs> no, I thought in 2010 that man was on fire, and they knew that too, because like coming out of 2010, they were straight up like, all right, January 2010, he faced Edge at the Royal Rumble in 2010, uh, 2011. They were like, okay, that man had such a great 2010, 2011, and then somehow at the beginning of 2011, they're like, uh, never mind, and. Uh, yeah. He went so up and down, but like 2010 Dolph Ziggler, I thought those matches he had with, of course, uh, Daniel Bryan, um, but like was was dope shit. And <laughs> now Dolph's good. I'm I'm trolling. No, yeah. I mean, Dolph, no, I, I, Dolph's no, no Dolph is good. Dolph's yeah. just stale. That's yeah, the issue with Dolph. Yeah, he, he stayed like, too long. If That's he my... went somewhere else, I'd think he was so good. Like if he had a run in some random yeah. indie or I've Japan, always said I he should have amazing. I think he should have done what Cody did. I think he should have totally. quit in 2016. 2016 is the year that Dolph Ziggler should have walked away from WWE because he was at a point of like people are like, okay, like shit or get off the pot. Like you clearly have the potential to be that guy, but uh, it's not happening. And if I were him, I would have done exactly what Cody did, which is leave, go to Ring of Honor, go to New Japan, get some buzz around myself and one of two things would have happened um by the time it was time for AEW to launch either they would have signed him immediately or he would have been brought back like drew mcintyre to nxt by like if he had left in 2016 by 2018 they would have re-signed him and given him he would have been beloved right because he would have suddenly had more behind him to show for himself in a way like Drew McIntyre did. Drew McIntyre was handpicked by Vince McMahon, right? And it was like, okay, it didn't quite work out. He's a three-man band. He left, went and did the indies, went and did Impact. Um, you know, that WrestleMania weekend in Orlando, he was just showing out. And Drew McIntyre is a big dude, too. So he was, like, big. bigger than everybody in the he indies was. he was standing with. Uh, and then he signed back. But when he signed back, this was a guy that people were like, the NXT was able to bring him in as this is world renowned Drew McIntyre. Right. This is not three man band Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Ziggler yeah. should have, and yeah. he he missed the boat on that. Rob says, "I think Carmelo Hayes versus Braun at Stand and Deliver." Mm-hmm. I agree, um, um, and, and I should say I, I think Mandy's going to be fine. I think she's going to land on her so. feet. Um, I think if anything, her run with NXT proved that she's a professional. Because I mean, no matter what you want to say. She didn't go out and boo boo face this match. She went out there and Ooh. lost like a professional. And she hasn't been on Twitter, put you know, putting her business out there. I think she's handling things well. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Speaking of women and their worth, we got to talk about the big one. So this story came out of the Wrestling Observer this week. It's a big story, and I feel like people only kind of cherry-picked out pieces of it. So um, if you get a chance, read the entirety of the story. Um, The big piece that's come out of it is that it's pretty much confirmed that Sasha's been done with WWE for months. Um, The question of uh, why she's still listed on the roster is kind of a simple one, which is that um, they came to an agreement as far as... um, it's basically what Raj talked about, that there was an agreement that she has separated from the company, um, but that she remains under contract till January 1st. That's been rumored kind of the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only question was, could they make up? Um, that as far as we're concerned, the, the, it was always said that she wasn't around anymore. She's been gone. And WWE has kind of made that clear. They removed her from the opening signature of the show, uh, they removed her from the NXT level up intro where uh, it would always show wrestlers who started out NXT and are now on the main roster. Um, they removed Sasha from that. Uh, they removed her from all graphics, all of that stuff. 
And so the only question was, was she negotiating to come back? Because as far as separation is concerned, January 1st, she's out. Right. Um, she is, I don't know if it's January 1st, but it's at least January mm-hmm. um, that she can do what she wants to do. Uh, and, you know, we saw her on the, the Bailey stream this week. She was talking a lot about that. She seems very excited. Um, she was, uh, what's the word that people like to use for that? Glowing. She mm-hmm. was, fit. she was glowing. Um, and she seems, she looks great. She looks amazing. She looks she great. Looks happy. The, she looks all, yeah. Different. She looks like somebody who's like just ready to move on to the next step of her, her life. I know I saw somebody say, well, if she wasn't returning to WWE, why would she do a thing with Bailey? And I thought other way around guys, um, this entire Bailey thing breaks all sorts of kayfabe, kayfabe uh, baby. <laughs> like all, all around. As far as we're concerned on screen, these aren't supposed to be friends. Bailey and Sasha broke up on TV a year and a did some change ago, uh, two years ago almost. Um, but you know, for all the talk of where Sasha was supposed to come back, where people thought she'd come back, it was all on uh, opposing Bailey. So to me, I'm like, th- this tells me that they're willing to just like. Nah, we're friends. friends. We're best friends. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and as far as we're concerned, we're always going to be joined at the hip. We're always going to be two people you see together because that's our friendship. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. But um, the talk, of course. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. On that IG Live, if you watched it, and people that are like, oh, well, you know, why would she do that IG Live if she was going back? On the same IG Live where Bailey admitted that she's rooting for Ricky Starks in the the title match, and Mm. CM Punk jumped in the chat, and all these other things, no, this was not a WWE event. It just happened to be that most of her friends are WWE wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Sasha. Uh, one of the pieces that came out of that Observer story that kind of took over the headlines yesterday was that uh, WWE and Sasha could not come to new terms on pay and that uh, they don't see her value as high as... Becky Lynch or Charlotte that basically created conversation on both sides. A lot of people um, saying, well, Sasha's not worth it uh, for a number of reasons. The big one being that she's already proven untrustworthy. She's walked out on the company twice. So why would you trust her when Charlotte and Becky have um, already proven their worth to the company? Why would you put that person in a WrestleMania main event? Why would you bring that person back to wrestle? Kevin Owens this year. Why would you do? Why would anybody that's walked out of the company be rewarded for that? I don't know. I've never seen that before from Stone Cold Steve Austin and from Brock Lesnar and from all these other wrestlers. I don't know. I don't know. Seems a little. Brock bit Lesnar walked out at the height of his career. By the way, Bro Brock walked Lesnar. out. He said, "I'm going to play football. I'm out. I'm gone. I don't care." And then he came the back plans. and I don't got care about nothing. And he came back and got a bigger bag than he's ever gotten in came his back career. And became the number one guy. It's <laughs> his number one guy. Let him beat everybody. Yeah, he, did he, he, ended, did he came back and ended the streak. Yeah. Don't talk to me about people's track records. Talk to hey. me about what they bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's done that twice and come come back and been rewarded. Like it so, doesn't. Mm. That, that's not a thing. This is yeah. and the, the the thing about Sasha, she didn't even want. She wasn't like, give me the same money as Roman Reigns, give me the same money as the highest. But she's like, just give me the same money as these people that I've came up with. We came in at the same time. Not, not just done people all that the I've same come, things. Like what? Yeah, not just people that I've come up with. People that have done things that are, you know, comparable to things that I've done. If right, if 
let's just say, for example, if the measuring stick is, all right, well, they've main evented WrestleMania, so that's what they're getting paid. I've main evented WrestleMania, too. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I... <sighs> Again, when we get into this this pay gap, and I, of course, don't want to turn this into a wrestling is behind in the world because the pay gap conversation is a conversation in every industry when it comes right. to women. Yep. Um, but it's especially a thing to me that is interesting in wrestling because, hey, we get on this podcast and talk about wrestling. We don't get on here and talk about, I don't know, music or whatever. Else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do, but this is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I know. All we're right. talking about doing a, a music look back podcast. Yeah. So... so um. I think that, like I said, with the pay cap thing, and I think it's interesting that now you have more women that have autonomy outside of what the company wants to do. And I think right. that's what's so interesting about the conversation about how much they sexualize Mandy. And we did have situations, you know, in the Divas era where, you know, that was the mandate that you have to be this aesthetic. Um, and now, you know, women being able to control their brand, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing uh, for the women. And I think it's a good thing for wrestling in general. Um, and I feel like Sasha being able now to control her brand and do what she wants is a good thing as well. And I don't see anything wrong with people, with her deciding like, nah, this is my worth and this is what I'm getting paid. This is what they're getting paid. So if you want me to come back, this is what I want. If you're not willing to give me that, then I'm out. And that's not a, that's not a, you know, trying to trash the company. That's business. That is, this is what my value is. This is what I feel like I bring to the table pay me if you're not going to pay me then see you that's the that's the conversation anybody's gonna have that kind of same conversation and totally if you're telling me that i'm not you don't think i'm worth what these other two women are why am i going to come back when i know that you're not ever going to put me over the top of these people why would i ever agree to this even if we want to get into the conversation and about what those two women are worth. I don't want to diminish what who those two no. women are and what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky, I believe, is the most is the highest paid women's wrestler in the country. They deserve that money, and she yeah. she's she's earned that um, because she renegotiated her contract after she had the biggest run of her career. Um, so yeah, she's earned that. Um, but at the same time, I have a hard time seeing how if anybody believes, well, we're not going to push you as a main eventer again. So we believe your value is this. Um, if we're looking at just her saying that I want to be paid, let's just say it's a million, well over a million, because if I'm guessing, I don't think she makes a million right now, mm-hmm. which is insane because I right. think somebody like Jinder Mahal makes a million. And if we're going right. to, we're going to have a conversation about who has made more money for that company. I'm pretty certain that Sasha has made more comp- money for that company than, than Jinder Mahal. Not yeah, a knock at Jinder, Jinder, but that's, nah, but that's just knock, the truth for the matter. You can knock Jinder because that guy's. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I just want to stay on the facts of the matter that yeah. you know, if we're looking at who was a draw. But, and, hey, he's a master negotiator. I'll give him that. Yeah, that and, is. And, 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 get and, your you bag. Know, yeah, absolutely. So if we're looking at though, who was a draw when Roman was not there? It was Sasha. Right. I, and the numbers are there to back that up. I'm not just saying that. It's there. Um, mm-hmm. When you're looking at who was the mainstream draw, who was doing all of the outset, side outlets after WrestleMania this year, it was Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, who, I feel like, if you're looking at who has one of the bigger names in that company, who, if you mention their name to somebody that doesn't watch wrestling, most people know Sasha. Mm-hmm. And so... She's in The Mandalorian. Everybody watched that shit. Exactly. Like, I don't want to get anecdotal, but... My dad does not watch wrestling. He knows who Sasha Banks is. Right. So 
I, I I think when you have that kind of value to the company, you bring this thing to the table. Even if you're not going to make me champion again, even if I'm not headlining WrestleMania again, no, I'm going other places and doing other things. I'm making this there. Pay me. If you're not going to pay me, I'm going to go somewhere else and they're going to pay me. And if you think that I want, I'm going to show you. That's all this is. That's it. And, and so I don't understand how, as a fan, you can be angry at that because you should be happy for her, not just getting what she wants, getting to do something like, you know, follow her dream and wrestle in Japan, not just getting to follow her dream and wrestle in Japan, getting to wrestle in Japan at the best time for a woman to wrestle in Japan. Um, Amazing time. Yeah. And so, no, you should be happy for her following her dreams and you should be even more happy for her to not just take what they're willing to give her and saying, no, I deserve more. And if you're not going to give me that, I'm going to find somebody who will. And the worst, wrong with that. the worst narrative of the week is we don't need Sasha. We have Bianca. I, I we don't need hate, a black woman. We have a black woman. I hate I want to strangle. I don't. I don't want to get into the comparison things because that's dumb. They're two but, different. How, like just because they're black women, that's the only reason that these schools it, are it, comparing. It's them. it's a dumb comparison. But even if we want to get into, we don't need Sasha Banks, fam. She has the most influential women's match of the last decade. Not just with your company, in any, any company. company. Yeah. In any company. Mm-hmm. Um, her her versus Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn changed the face of women's wrestling. Yeah. Um, I said it on this There's podcast. There's some women wrestling in WWE right now that were inspired by that match. Exactly. Roxanne, I, you know what I mean? She's your NXT champion. She's inspired by this match. Yes, you know what I mean? fam. Like, I said it on this podcast. I don't think some of the stuff with stardom and New Japan that's happening right now would be happening if it wasn't for that match. Mm-hmm. Um, that match changed everything. So, no, I don't, I don't get this whole we don't need her. And I even when people are going like, oh, well, she's not a main eventer anymore. She's not this anymore. Um, does she still bring in that money? Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, if you don't think Austin is main eventing a show again and you're just bringing in Austin per appearance, you still got to pay him, right? You still got to show him the money. He ain't showing up for peanuts, bro. No. No because way. my value is this. Don't ask me to come back and be like, nah, well, you know, we're not gonna push you. We're not gonna push you past what you think you are anymore. So we don't have to pay you. No, yes, you do. <laughs> Brock, if Brock's you're not, not paying, having an, I'm not Brock, showing up. Brock's not having another match with Roman, but you're not paying Brock any less. Yeah, exactly. The main event. <laughs> this true. whole idea that we mm-hmm. this is the ceiling for you now. We're not gonna. We've decided like this is where we're at with you creatively. But I mean, even talking about that, this might be the peak of her as a wrestling. It's nuts. Like, it's crazy. like this is the one that will go to mexico for a month and train like you don't have a lot of women on your roster that will do that like that just shows how different she is and this woman is 30 years old like right. it's not like she's washed mm-hmm. look i am ready to see mercedes cook i am ready for everything that she's about to offer and like guys it's december 17th january is Gross, right man. around the corner <laughs> and we are so close Holy to shit. <laughs> To everything. Um, again, per- weeks away. <laughs> percentage watch, I'm like high 70s on uh, whether or not she is the partner in Los Angeles. And then uh, they, he kind of said a little in the Observer that she was going to be at Wrestle Kingdom pretty much. That was kind of like. He, he pretty much. Yeah, he pretty, he pretty much, much implied it. it but yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, so, yo, I. I think she's gonna hop on that ride back with uh, Kenny. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just crazy. Be, be at the dynamite the next oh week at the Kia God. Forum. That's 
Yeah, and look, I, I've seen people negatively say, like, she's just doing what Cody did. She's leaving, and she's probably going to come back. Look, I have no preconceived notions of that. She probably will come back. If I had to guess, I bet Mandy will be back. But that doesn't mean that they're wrong for knowing their value. And Because Cody was not wrong for knowing his value. Are people missing that fact? He was right. He was proven right, and he came back, and you know what they had to do? They had to pay him and give him everything he wanted. Bags. Did y'all see what Booker T said about Mandy? I did. Yes. Like, what are you talking I about, do. dude? I don't think I need what to see it. What are you but, talking about? But yeah, I'm he just, said, I don't th- he said, well, his defense was, it, it's a corporate thing. And then, uh, and then he was talking about how, um, he don't think no other promotion should sign her. Yeah, uh, like, as far as Mandy Rose is concerned. <laughs> Are you, you saying? Are you rooting for people to fail? Like, yeah, what are we what doing? I, didn't, I don't understand. Yeah, He's he like, said, no, no one should capitalize on her right now. I'm not like, what? Are you, what, dude? What? Yo, uh, we've had this conversation with Booker before. I love Booker as a wrestler. I, I love everything he means to wrestling as a black man, but some of them takes, bro, I just can't. I can't. I actually I can't just watched it. his first WCW title win last night. And it was awesome. Like people started raising the roof at the end. Like it was my cool. God, like, raising the roof back then. <laughs> yeah, it was lit. Raising, was raising the roof. Wrestling got to raising the roof like three years after that was a <laughs> totally. thing that black people were doing. It was a wrap. <laughs> uh, we, we were not yeah, raising the roof uh, anymore. In 2000, dude, we are not raising the roof in 2000. I know. Wait, man. when did when did the song come out? Uh, raise the roof. Come, come on, on let's raise the roof. roof. Yeah. <laughs> That had to be 97. Yeah, Uncle Luke raised the roof was... Yeah, 97, you're right. So, and and, uh, that that's exactly what I mean, that the song... And this we, was people July were done. 2000, but what, yeah. they're doing it three years I, later. I, I had that. Oh, I forgot with... Stuart Scott was in the video. Rest in peace, uh, Stuart Scott. Okay. I just pulled up the video, and yeah, mm-hmm. Stuart Scott was in Yeah, the... I, I had this moment with... Uh... Because they were at Allstate this weekend. Somebody was like, they're Rosemont Horizon. I was like, fam, it hasn't been Rosemont Horizon since 99. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> it's, it's Allstate Arena, man. Like, it's, it's done. I, I know we try to hold on to some of these things, but it's over, man. It's been, it's been almost 30 years. SummerSlam 94. Phil is forever, man. Rosemont yeah. Horizon. Wait, no, 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 wait. SummerSlam 94, that was United Center. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was the house Jordan built because uh, that was the that was right after it was, was built. Was that the last WWE pay per view at United Center? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've run uh, house shows there, but uh, United Center. That was. Why don't definitely. they run at the? Why didn't they stop running at the United Center? Because it's expensive. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like run, it's like running at MSG pretty much. Yeah. You got you got to you got to fill it if you're not if you're gonna pay that you gotta you gotta fill it up, man. So right. the thing about United Center, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but they have union dues. Um, oh, okay. And that uh, Madison Square Garden has those as well, but yeah. um, the difference is. For a long time with Madison Square Garden, there wasn't an alternative. And then Barclay Center was built. Now WWE is like, we're going to run Barclay Center as often as possible. Yeah. Um, And like, we really do MSG as like the vanity thing. Um, Mm -hmm. With United Center, it was a case of we still have Rosemont or now uh, the Allstate Arena that's right off the freeway that fans can still access. It doesn't hold as much as the United Center. It's not as new as the United Center, but at the end of the day, it is. A big yeah. ass arena that, like, you know what? Um, I was thinking about how Long Island has a new arena, 
right? They have the UBS arena. AEW's run it twice now. WWE ran it once and didn't draw there. Um, and that's because WWE is used to running, um, what's the arena there? Um, Nassau Coliseum. Um, they're typ- they typically run Nassau Coliseum. Um, WWE tried to run UBS once and didn't do the the AEW's numbers there and then went back to Nassau Coliseum. And Nassau Coliseum is going to keep uh, WWE there because like, it's like, look, this is a venue that's synonymous with WWE. Right. Just keep running here. And so yeah, they'll, they'll keep where, doing uh, That's where uh, uh, Evolution was, right? Yeah, like Nassau Coliseum, it's a, it's a good venue for WWE. They just mm-hmm. ran SmackDown there a few weeks ago, or a few months ago. Um, right. Um, but meanwhile, yeah. MJF now suddenly has his own arena because right. UBS Arena only opened last year, uh, and they ran last December. That was where MJF got those big cheers against CM Punk, who got booed. Uh, they've run it twice, and MJF has been cheered both times. He actually like one of the rare wrestlers who can say like I have my own arena that mm-hmm. like they literally the the UBS arena shared MJF there like they'll be able to put his picture up there one day. It's his venue. It's crazy. It might, might already be up there. Honestly, how they do the little <laughs> concert photos in the back in the halls. Mm-hmm. He's still a nerd, but yeah, he's cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I keep seeing this take, and it, well, not keep seeing this take. I've I've watched this scroll through. I am not in any way downing what stuff like all japan wrestling did for women's wrestling but if you're huh? talking about for this decade um yes, yeah just for the last 10 years for this, for this decade and what you know the quote-unquote women's revolution and wwe did for women's wrestling no it was a huge influence they were not giving women's titles to indie companies that didn't have women's titles before because of manami toyota um and right. even getting into like the the creation of the iwgp women's title um a big part of why bushi road is in the business of trying to do that is because the women headlined wrestlemania 35. um so no i i, I just you got to put these things in perspective i'm not you know taking the context away of you know you know great japanese women's wrestlers before that of course they deserve their credit but i'm saying in this decade and what you know the four horse women have done for women's wrestling in this decade no you can't you can't devalue that right you can't uh so a couple of more things to talk about um uncle howdy <laughs> boy howdy so uh and really quick on the sasha topic i want to read a couple of the super chats we got to make sure that everybody gets their their statementhood um uh, Hala Basana says, Basana um, says, uh, likelihood that Mercedes is penciled in for AEW but not official yet, which is why they're playing coy. Um, they did book the first dance before Punk was 100% official, so there's precedent. I'm pretty sure Tony hasn't signed anybody that hasn't. Um, he usually signs them, he usually gets a working agreement and then uh, signs them to a contract the day they debut in the company. Brian didn't sign his contract till all out. Same with uh, Adam Cole. Like that you... auto leak graphic is like really new. It's just brand <laughs> new. <laughs> like a lot of guys d- typically don't sign until they are in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's just usually how it goes. Uh, you know, we taught one of the things that um, Willow Nightingale dropped on us was that she signed the morning <laughs> of that rampage where they dropped the all elite graphic. Mm-hmm. So 
And like uh, WWE could make a move still, I think, from this point mm -hmm. to the yeah. beginning of the year if they want to. But all that's going to be is like, well, good. Sasha's going to get paid if they do. So yeah, you know? yeah. I don't. But I don't but think... I feel like if if she is in principle the person who's being Soraya's partner at, mm -hmm. in at the forum, I have to think about how they wouldn't have booked that match if they didn't have something in principle, something right. that's like, yeah, at least a little concrete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it sounds like the, the new Japan stuff is just on agreement right now. They don't have right. a deal set in place. She hasn't yeah. signed a contract with new Japan, so she could mm -hmm. technically go back to WWE, but again, but, but you don't want to people, burn people who have yeah, who are taking a chance on you. You don't want to do that. that. Right. Yeah. That, that, that typically hasn't happened in pro wrestling where like, you know, somebody agrees to something and then it's like, actually fuck off because i'm going with these other guys like i mean that used to happen a lot in the 90s of course but mm -hmm. um i feel like modern day um modern day doesn't happen yeah you don't want to burn those bridges because right now mm -hmm. anybody who's giving you an opportunity in lieu of somebody else's maybe the good brothers take. in new japan but they might <laughs> yeah i mean but, but the, the reason i say like I, I mentioned that it's an agreement because i keep seeing people like well you know you know she's just gonna end up back I, I can't get with this idea that her going back is a win for your side because it isn't right. your side. You're not, you're not the company. You're not, you don't work for them. Mm -hmm. um, and even if she does go back, it ain't a win. It, it's a win for her because she was proven right. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. um, and, and so far she's been proven right in everything that she said. Um, mm -hmm. I think people are missing that part of it. And I feel like that's kind of part of the Mandy stuff too. If Mandy goes back and they have to resign her, she's probably going to go back and sign for more money. So why is that not good for her? Um, mm -hmm. I just don't understand why people think that, you know, somebody going back there, ah, they won. I got you. Like Cody going back there doesn't mean WWE won. It means Cody was always right. Right. No, it's Cody won. Yeah. Cody won. If they bring you back, you won. You won. This, this is what I'm saying. I've, I created value. You needed me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Right. <laughs> I just I, yeah. I just don't get this idea where people are just like, ah, oh, they they had to go crawling back. No, you gotta uh, pay no, if me. you le if you left on your own, uh on your own accord or by and then you come back with more, like you won. That's, yeah. that's how I see that. Ferthausen says, We don't talk twenty twenty wrestling, but uh my two faves was AEW sta Stadium Stampede and Hell in a Cell Bailey versus Banks. Reminded me of why I love wrestling. Yeah, those selling the cell matches, like, come on, she did every match, everything that needed to be done, like we said, besides winning the Royal Rumble. Like, she got all the accolades over there. It's like, only would legit be about money at this yeah. point. Like, give me my money if I'm coming Yeah, back. I, I, I don't think it is a <laughs> stretch to say that Sasha's had some of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Wood says, "Will so is Sasha the partner as an a uh, as an NJPW star, or does she sign a contract? I think she signs a contract. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm under the belief yeah. that you were saying that like she's going to be with AEW, and that's how she's going to get to the agreement with New Japan because they can't afford really to just give up the paper to her. I think straight up. And, and the million dollar question everybody's been asking. This is a good one. Eloquent asks, with Sasha gone, where do you think mm. Naomi goes? Uh, I clue. have zero clue." Right, yeah, um, <laughs> no idea at all. I, I think right now the ball's in her court. If she wants to go back, she can go back. If she wants to do something else, it's up to her. Because um, it sounds like, you know, her contract was up anyway, If it, unless they wanted to freeze it. Was it was supposed to be up this past summer. So right. it looks so, like it was probably frozen through the first. Yeah, so if she wants to do something else, she can do it. Um, if she wants to go back, she can go back. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes back. Um, 
But, you know, I would also love to see her go somewhere else and, you know, prove people wrong about her. Um, I'm always for the wrestlers showing people what their worth is. Husband right. being there is the only thing that kind of, like, holds me down that I, she might go back. Just like, you know, if you want to travel the road with your husband, that's probably the best route to go. But, like you said, I'd like to see her do the same shit that Sasha's doing. I like to see her in Japan. I like to see her in Mexico. I like to see her in AEW at Impact. Anywhere, really, because for so long, Naomi has been, like, one of the most underrated wrestlers in all of wrestling because of the things that she does. And she never really got the full opportunity to get her shit off. So, Yeah. I don't. I don't know at this point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have a. Oh, and Tom says it wasn't Bailey and Sasha talking about that stream. It was Pam and Mercedes. Straight and up, it was. Yep. Eh, it basically was. Um, she. I did uh, catch a few things that they kind of slipped on, like when she was like, uh, when she had somebody in her house in the background. She was like, "Yeah, make us some music." And then Sasha was like, "Yeah, I need some new interest music." I was like, "Hmm, what you mm. need new interest music for?" <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I want to see though, by the way. Because uh, I feel like we're missing out on it for the right people. Um, like, we kind of had it for Carmella, except, like, Carmella's not the person I would have done that for. Um, I would like to hear, because it's very prominent right now, a female rapper on Sasha's next theme. Yeah. I just feel like that uh, that would hit for me. She needs to get, like, Lotto or, like, somebody like the, the one of them uh, very popular... Women rappers out there. I just had this conversation because somebody was like, where does the first uh, Sasha interview happen? And I, you know, of course, you know, talk is Jericho and all these places are throwing around. I would love it if she would come here. But even more than that, I think the chess move to make is to not go to wrestling outlet at all, but go to a big outlet like Entertainment Weekly or somewhere where she shows you guys like, nah, I ain't just a wrestler. Mm -hmm. That's a chess move easily. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. We got to talk about Uncle Howdy. though. Let's talk. Uh, so there was a segment last night on SmackDown, uh, that was hyped up. Rob Fee, the, uh, <laughs> Rob Fee had hyped this, said that we got, <laughs> no, you're not, you don't get to walk out on this one. <laughs> no, you're just rage. You do not get no, to walk out on this one. No, out. no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Nope. 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 Cause if I have to talk about it, you have to talk about this. All right. So segment starts with LA Knight. LA Knight is, is in the ring. And I have concerns about L.A. Knight. Um, I love L.A. Knight as a performer. I think Eli Drake, whoever you were first exposed to him as, um, he is a good performer. He is a I great think he's going to be a big star if they get him away from I, I, I like well, L.A. Knight a lot, man. I, I thought his promo last night was very good. Yeah. My only concern right now is I do not feel like that guy is over. I don't think he is either, but... Um... I like they were starting to what him. This oh, ain't man. the way to get him over if they're trying but, to. But this this is the thing. That's why I said it was a bad idea to put him against Brian because Brian, well, not Brian, Bray is more over than him. And it's like you, you put him in a position where people don't want to see him win. They want Bray to win. Exactly. Um, so it, 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 it's just not a good idea for somebody that's just starting out and trying to reestablish a new character to put him against Bray. Who could have yeah. been in this position, though, is the only thing I kind of think about. I mean, yeah, because uh, I saw somebody say yesterday that um, they haven't learned necessarily from the, the Seth stuff. And I'm like, 
Yes and no. Ma- because yeah, well, I was like, they kind of did because that, before they threw a world champion to the wolves. Right. This time they're exactly. just throwing. <laughs> right. Well, I guess the, they have learned. <laughs> the reason I think it's different is that I thought it was good to LA Knight kind of established what fans are saying about him. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you've come back and you're not doing anything. You're just mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. out and you're saying mumble jumble and you whining you're about dead. what you think you should have had. All of that stuff is justified. And I feel like that goes away to make him feel like a better character. He's not coming out there and acting like he's scared of him. Right. He's not coming out there and doing any of the stuff that Seth was doing at one point. Like, I still think one of the worst things they did with that feud was having um, Seth quiver in the corner and stuff and act like he was afraid of the fiend. Because then at that <laughs> point, you kind of took away what makes Rollins Rollins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he didn't come off badass at all. That mm-hmm. image of him cowering and holding that middle rope. Ugh, on, one of the man. worst things of all time. But uh, and, and I know that, yeah, he, they're saying fans were doing the yeah. Yeah, at the end, he started getting the yeah over. They were starting to what him through the promo, though. Um, and, again, I, I have concerns that LA Knight's not necessarily getting over. And that's okay um, because, like, you just – it's, again – the you just kind of sprung him on fans it's not like they really knew who he was mm-hmm. um it was like yeah. hey here's the Actually, maximum they're mi- kind of confused about who he is you know yeah what I mean? it's like hey this was the maximum male models guy who's now uh a different character and I'm this like, isn't necessarily why? a character we were <laughs> yeah. like if you weren't watching nxt you have no friend you're like why did he turn back to this guy who's this guy i thought he was the maximum right. models guy yeah but, um man, and I so like LA. yeah so i i think he's good but uh so out comes Bray. Uh, big pop for Bray. I'm not denying Bray's popularity. And no, don't ever think that any point I'm making is an ad populum argument where we're discussing how popular Bray is. We're mm-hmm. not. Um, and Bray makes his way out and he, he talks to the LA Knight, man. And uh, he, he, get, he doing a great tribute to Brody Lee on his birthday, by the way. He gave us the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. Um, and then and somebody in the chat just asked, how did the what chance book a comeback? They were gone for a while and it was better. They were gone because there were no fans. There was nobody back. There's nobody backstage on the NPC talking about what? Right. What? <laughs> they were running fake crowd reactions for so long that you didn't have to. And uh, but anyway, at so. least uh, in this case, it's not racist. Jeez, because most of the yeah. time it's racist. So with mm-hmm. L.A. Knight, it wasn't. It was just I, like, well, yeah, you know I've, what I mean? I've I've talked about how much I despise the what channel. I, I hate it. I hate it. So uh, you had uh, L.A. Knight implying that you know it was Bray who's been attacking him this whole time, and Bray's no, it's not. And then Bray starts beating the shit out, or sorry, LA Knight starts beating the shit out of Bray, and Bray's just smiling in the corner, and then lights go out, and out comes Uncle Howdy, who stares down uh... He comes out, he's like with his jacket Uncle Howdy, ha 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 ha, howdy, ha ha spooky. Yeah, so I, I want to bring up an image of the aforementioned Uncle Howdy and, and this I is like... supposed to be Bo Dallas, right? Uh, I don't know. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Yes. Um, There's actually options um, that I've heard various things that it might not be him at all. But here we go. There's Uncle Howdy on our screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's been a lot of talk. Uh, I asked, I threw it out to the Twitter universe. I asked, 
What do you guys think? Um, and I got a whole bunch of responses that uh, vary. Some people are like, this is not for me. And there's a lot of people who are like, this is great. Um, so some person, or I got somebody who said it was, uh, Jamari said in person it was so strange. Um, Jen said that while I think it's cool and I like Bray a lot, yeah, he's super creative. I think we're on a trip and it needs to get to the destination. It's been dragging. Uh, so I hope that we've at least seen, now that we've at least seen Howdy, that we get to like someplace with the story. Um, somebody said they like it, especially if it's Bo Dallas. Uh, and that this would have worked in 1997, uh, but in 2022, um, <laughs> Uncle Howdy, I'm gonna hold the graphic up again, looks like Leprechaun. <laughs> What? What? Uh, costume is cool. Visual is cool. Like that there are more people, but let's get to the point already. Um, let's see. We got LA is a great actor. Uh, was good at first, then it took a huge dive. Uh, not for me. Um, looked like Hornswoggle on stilts. Uh, yeah, costume looks cheesy. Um, I'm getting, I actually like this one. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm getting Tito Ortiz and TNA vibes. That's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and, uh, somebody gave a, uh, put a Poochie, um, gif and given the whole, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? Uh, there is a lot here, and somebody said it gives me Chucky Rick Steiner vibes. Uh, okay, somebody you, put you, you can cut back to us now. You can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Uncle Howdy for twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, so uh, somebody said this shit stinks. Uh, like, okay, here's the deal. Uh, and then somebody tagged Reg in this and was like, Reg is gonna bitch and complain. Um, I mean, look, I, I'll take the 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 sword on this one and say. Not for me. And that's the most I... That's a nice way of putting it. That's a nice way of putting this. Not for me. Um, I know that it can eventually get to the wrestling. But at this stage, not for me. And that's okay if it's for you. I, I, I appreciate if this kind of thing's for you. I saw somebody note that they're like, this is, this is good storytelling in professional wrestling. And I think we've lost sight of the definition of storytelling in professional wrestling. We, we've because, lost sight of a lot of terms that people overuse. Mm -hmm. Yes, because that's not necessarily storytelling in the wrestling definition of it. The wrestling definition of storytelling is where you use what is happening on screen to progress story. And that can typically include matches, where in the match itself, you're telling a story, where within the action in the ring, you're conveying a narrative to the viewer that they're able to take away by simply watching it. That's what that's where it's been lost cuz most of the time when people are talking about storytelling they're talking about in-ring action. They're talking about psychology, they're talking about how the story moves in a match. They're not talking about the angles that happen. That's that brings it all together, but when it's like storytelling they're talking about when Bret Hart was in there telling a story with a leg or fucking working on an arm. It's not what you think it is, but that is very but important. Is, These things but, are important, yeah. though, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying they're important. not important. Right. But I think we have kind of lost sight of that when, like, when you apply storytelling to this, I disagree. I don't think this is storytelling. I think mm -hmm. this is um, this is a narrative. This is an angle. Yes. Um, this isn't necessarily wrestling storytelling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like Bret Hart, as you mentioned, masterful storyteller. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, and and that to me is what's engrossing in pro wrestling. That's the kind of stuff I look for. It's not to say that I dislike stuff that takes place out of the ring, because of course I don't. I've been out here saying that uh, the bloodline and Sammy stuff is some of my favorite stuff in pro wrestling. Good stuff. I would never say that. Um, but what I am saying, though, is that, yeah, I am waiting for somebody to, like, do something. Um, I am waiting for some, like, I don't know, a sanctioned match to happen. And in that regard, a sanctioned match with, like, a reason to happen. Mm-hmm. Some stakes, I don't know. Uh, I have a worry that that this is what we're in for. And this is just, it's not for me. And like, again, someone tweeted this is that a- Bray Wyatt's going to be a part of the worst feud of the year without <laughs> having a match. And I was like, wow, that is. So I mean, crazy. look, I can, I can already tell people are going to shit on this. I can already <laughs> tell that like Bray Wyatt, recipient of multiple worst feuds of the year from the Observer Awards <laughs> is, <laughs> is somehow going to walk away with another one because uh, the people who vote in the Observer Awards are going to tear this apart. Exactly. Um, right. And hey, I'm an Observer subscriber. I have voted in those awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tear this apart. This isn't for me. Uh, this is very not pro wrestling um and like again i liked smackdown this week uh i walked away from smackdown going i saw some great wrestling saw some great wrestling to open the show i thought that ricochet versus um versus gunther was one of those matches that uh didn't necessarily have the crowd to start but the way that they built up and earned that crowd reaction by the end of it, everybody's going nuts. Everybody's on their Mm -hmm. feet, everybody's screaming and into every little bit of the action. And sometimes that's better than starting out with, um, a hot crowd. There's when you, yeah, when you have earned that crowd reaction, when you've won them over, that is amazing shit. I love everything about Chicago's going to make you earn it. They're not going to just come out. They are. (laughs) are. They're going to make you earn it. They Um, are. And I, I do think that this is the best crowd we've got at a WWE show in a while. In a while. I don't think it's a coincidence that it was in the Mecca for wrestling. <laughs> um, but it, it just... I'm tired of y'all. But, but it, I'm it, curious, Phil. What, how are you feeling about Bray Wyatt at this moment? Because you've been a big Bray defender. I have been very anti-Bray pretty much since, like, Cena. I have not liked much of anything Bray has done, kind of ever. But um, And they I, say I'm a Bray hater, said, but never. I don't believe it. I like him. <laughs> I've had it, Phil. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of don't agree with you that this was a great episode of SmackDown because um, <laughs> that's the part you disagree. With. <laughs> I'm like seriously because I, I, I think that there were good things about this episode of SmackDown, but there was a lot of filler, man. And um, it, fan, I, I know Rob Fee hates that he tweeted that because he's been getting <laughs> the most hate. Right. Because you, you hyped people up for something and nothing happened. Bro, oh, I man, watched, people thought I CM Punk it. was coming. People I watched thought... it because of his tweet. I thought they were going to do something. They yeah, didn't yeah I, I feel like there was hype for a few things on the show that didn't really pay off. Um, I feel like they hyped up the main event throughout the show with those backstage segments, and it didn't really go anywhere. It just kind of just was like the tease of something, and it was like, hey, here's Cena. And it was like, yeah, but I was here for the stuff that's in the ring. Um, and so, and look, I think it's great that Cena is going to get, you know, the match. I think self-aware Cena is the best Cena. I said that online. I think him 
basically telling people like, yeah, I've had a match every year and wait, I haven't had one yet. I'm going to come at the final hour on December mm-hmm. 30th and have the match. Like all that stuff is funny. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, but what was the point of all this other stuff that you were doing with Sammy? The all the backstage time? segments did not lead it to, didn't lead you're to right anything. About that, yes. it did, right. And so um, it was the same thing with the Bray stuff where you've been, you've been teasing this Bray stuff with LA for weeks. And then you get to this show and it's like, all right, this is going to be it. We're going to get the development. And the development is that, all right, it really is two different people. Okay. Great, that's a great development in a vacuum, but it isn't enough of a development for a guy that has been back since Extreme Rules. Like, <laughs> if you're ladling out us development this slow, like, I need you to pick up the pace at this point. Like, and that's not to say that this segment was horrible, it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but I think it's just because we haven't gotten any development, because we haven't seen him wrestle, it's just like, all right. Where are we going with this at this point? <laughs> and again, that's not to say that it's, it's 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 terrible to me, but at the same time, I was sitting there looking like, okay, but where is this going? Like, give me something else other than just like, hey, here's Uncle Howdy. He's actually a real person. Okay, but what does that mean? <laughs> is he gonna fight LA night? Like, is, is he gonna here? wrestle? Um, what? Where? When are we getting to the matches? When are we gonna get to the culmination of any of this stuff? When are we getting to the wrestling? All right, Will Washington on Cena over under of five bumps in the match of Cena. Oh my God, <laughs> Cena is gonna hit Sami Zayn with a couple of shoulder tackles. Um, and, like he's only gonna hit the five moves of Doom here. That's it. <laughs> Just five. He's yeah. Out. Um, and we might way, see, yeah, we might see a uh, like Kevin Owens is going to work the majority of this match, yeah. and yeah. like we know what Cena does here. This is again, Cena only has like two years. Big match Cena, and mm-hmm. I ain't working Cena, and that just <laughs> I feel That's like crazy yeah. trajectory right there. Uh, I feel uh, like it, it's one of those two things, but I I don't see him giving us full on Cena here. Maybe we get it, but. My gut feeling tells me all that all them he's checks gonna, he getting, he is not gonna. He not, he not about that. Like, I, I think about that tag match he had at uh, what was that um, Super Showdown? Was that in Australia? Uh, didn't he tag with Bobby Lashley? Something along those lines. Um, I do not remember that. that. Match. I can't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Super Showdown 2018. Uh, come on, I'm I'm right here, right? I, uh, I think I it was against Elias and Kevin Owens, wasn't it? Uh, let me see. Mystery. Super Showdown. John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh, and so that at all. And, and I mean, look. but but Cena barely worked that match. Cena, he Bobby Lashley worked the majority of it. Uh, right. Kevin Owens and Elias bumped their asses off. And Cena hot tags five moves of doom, and that that's uh, that's see, what he gave. Drive us home here. safely, everybody. That, that's what it is. <laughs> um, man, so that's why I'm like I. I agree that there were good matches on this show, but there was a lot of nothing burger on this show as well, buddy. <laughs> um, there was a lot of build to nothing. And there was there was interesting build because, I mean, Roman coming out and scowling at uh, Sammy and then just going, hey, it's our guy. And, like, all the facial expressions he's doing is great. Sammy coming out with the man bun like Roman and being dressed up. All of that, all of that stuff is interesting, but I just kind of feel like it's only so much only far you can go with continuing to build tension and then the tension doesn't lead to anything like you got to give us some kind of payoff this one felt like a waste it did and it just felt like all right well we got to do something for the chicago crowd we're going to bring roman in but 
essentially, like I said, it didn't lead to anything. And right. um, if I had showed up to this show, I probably would have been disappointed because I would have been like, <laughs> all right, well, hey, we got a good match. We got this. But if I showed up expecting a, a development out of the Bloodline stuff, you really didn't get anything. And was there anything else on the, the tape show, Will, with the Bloodline? Yeah, you got... I mean, yeah, because the, the hit yeah. row match with the and, and I know with Roman Usos, cuts. A, that's right. Yeah, that's right. and Roman cuts a promo because this is the go home show to the Cena stuff. Right. So like I know Roman's also on that show. Gotcha. So um, yeah, um, so yeah, I, I'm not down on Bray, but I I am very much feeling like you guys have got to get to some kind of payoff. I'm not saying that it needs to get us to the ultimate payoff, but you got to give us something at this point, giving us breadcrumbs every week and then going hey look isn't this interesting hey, look look how many different characters we're building like <laughs> it's not it's, it's not enough man you got to do something uh you know though uh as far as bray is concerned i it's gonna go one of two ways is the thing it, it, it's, it's i i don't see a middle ground here when we finally get whatever the big bray match is going to be at royal rumble and it ends up being kind of a big Bray Wyatt spectacle. What was the name they trademarked? Blackout match or something? Yeah, the blackout like match. Yeah. I can see half the people thinking that this is cinema. We'll see that. And I think I can see a whole lot of people. Probably not as many, but a lot of people. I'd probably be one of them who are like, this is shit. And uh, there, there are there are three words on my list when I scroll down Twitter of we need to retire these words, mid, yeah. generational, and mm-hmm. cinema. Yeah, knock it off, guys. <laughs> like, knock out. it the fuck off, man. Throw them out. Y'all are y'all are y'all are running this shit into the ground, man. <laughs> mid is so dead. Yes. Uh, I mean, let, let's let's see what the the chat thought. Um, Graham B says this feels like Funhouse Cena. He's Uncle Howdy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Coffee with Colin says, hey, y'all, uh, do you think the Fiend Bray was lightning in a bottle that WWE is trying to clone at this point? Or should the viewers just let it play out? My worry is out. another WrestleMania 33 bad. I mean, I I still don't believe that the Fiend did much more than a good entrance. Like, I <laughs> I liked... Yeah, you, I, you wilding on that one. No, no, there's <laughs> not, there was nothing I liked from the Fiend beyond, like... I remember when he had that first entrance against Finn Balor, and I was like, yeah, I could get into this. And then he, like, snapped Finn Balor's neck, and it wasn't the finish of a match. And I thought, oh, no, this is a weird cartoon period. And uh, it wasn't for me. Um, Again, I don't mind character work or storytelling, but some things are a bridge too far for me. And for whatever reason, it always seems to involve Bray Wyatt. Um, (laughs) Furthausen says, thanks for the Willow interview. I love her in-ring work, and her positivity is infectious. She's been my rainbow in the dark. We need more Willows in the world. We love having Willow. And I talked to her yesterday, just again, just giving her a big thanks for doing the interview. And she just always stays kind and positive. And she was like, no, thank you guys for having me. I actually enjoy talking to you guys. So cool. uh, I was like... Great interview. Yeah, just a kind mm-hmm. person. Just really kind. Peyton Carter says, Uncle Howdy looks like old Greg, and that takes me out of this whole feud. I like wrestling on my wrestling show, and this crap takes me away from that. Again, it, it's going <laughs> to... 
Words of Willie says, I called it Spooky Dookie a few weeks ago. Still <laughs> it is some Spooky Dookie. <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, spooky. Um, ah. Yeah, Ryan Bitts says, as I said on Twitter, it's Millhouse and the Fireworks Factory. Like, yeah, it, when are it, we going to get to something? It definitely is that. It's, it definitely, it's, there's a lot of poochy vibes here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, the thing is, I, I can say straight up, you know, I will never deny what Bray has brought to the table. I feel like bray um he's over man like he's over that return still probably one of the best returns this year Uh, speaking of which um return slash debut of the year is up for vote uh, if you haven't voted in the fightful awards um which is happening in january hosted by your boy and sean rossap and denise salcedo um and the voting is still going for return of the year or slash debut of the year. We combined them into one category because it was like, there's just so many. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we want your votes. Get those votes in because, uh, yeah. we've And the thing is, the categories, we're getting thousands of votes in these categories. So I appreciate that. Uh, right now we have best promo and not specific promo that happened, but... Um, who cuts the best promo? Who has been the best promo? Because the nominees for that category have been CM Punk, Kevin Owens, Ricky Starks, L.A. Knight, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, Stokely Hathaway, MJF. Who's been the best promo this year? Max. Probably. Probably Max. Yeah, uh, that's one of those ones where uh, if I check the results right now, and I'm not going to reveal them because we're going to save that reveal. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal them. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna reveal them, but uh, I'll just say that if you haven't gotten your vote in yet, probably won't make a difference in this category. <laughs> probably not. It's been Max's <laughs> award already. You know what time it is. Come on. Uh, but sometimes you just have to fake it. Like when I, like when we were gonna, when Cody Rhodes is going to be number one in the PWI, where he thought he was gonna be number one in the PWI 500, and he like got a banner made and he was gonna celebrate it. And I was like, we should have made him number one because he would have rolled that out for a whole year. Like for the whole year, he would have been like, you would have seen that banner. He would have talked about it on TV all the time. He would have interviewed on it. Mox was like, thanks, and then we never heard about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what I will say is. Uh... As far as the voting is concerned, and Sean tweeted this yesterday, right now it is very much looking like um, the uh, – it's very balanced. It's not like everything's leaning toward one company. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like there's a good mix of uh, WWE's got a lot of best, AEW's got a lot of best. Um, You know, we've also done some indie awards and things along those lines. Uh, So – Definitely get those votes in. I'm really excited about the show. I love doing year-end recaps and year-end award shows. So uh, this being Fightful's first, happy to be a part of that. Let me get in three plugs before I forget. Um, oh, we're not done with the show. Yeah, no, I, I'm just going to yeah. forget in my brain. I just want to get them in real quick. If you haven't watched, last night I saw the craziest six-man match that I've seen in a long time. Uh, GCW, America's Most Wanted. Uh, it was uh, insane. Commander did some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life in this match. He was flipping, he was spinning, he was flipping and spinning. Also, by I, King I saw Go- that rope walk he did. Bro. What blow, was that? Blowing my mind. I was standing up in my room, like, cheering like a little kid watching this guy do his thing. Also, Vikingo and uh, Laredo Kid had a five-star match in Mexico. 
Shit was crazy. They were doing all kind of flips and spins too. Like Kingo was hurt, but he was still cooking. And then on the hip hop front, the Absol album is incredible. It's amazing. One of the best albums of the year. He does a lot of reflecting. He talks about a lot of very personal things. Absol tried to jump off of a bridge before his album was completed. He talks about it on Charlemagne's thing. Like he's like, I jumped off a bridge and I landed on a car and I almost died, but I did it. So like, it's very personal album. Everybody's putting out personal albums this year. It's like along the lines of what Kendrick Lamar did, but in a different vein. So if you yeah. want to hear some crazy personal shit, listen to the Absol album. It's great. That, that is I can't believe Kendrick, Kendrick put out an album this year. That feels like yeah. an eternity ago. Feels like forever. Yeah, I don't listen to it. Um, yeah, but I heard man. it that once that day, and I haven't heard it. But since. You, you're absolutely right. A lot of people are putting out personal albums this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Denzel Curry album is very personal as well. It's a very emotional right. album. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, uh, I haven't listened to the Absol because there's so much music right now. That it's a, it's crazy. Boldy is con- is is in new Boldy continuing to put out four albums a year for some reason. <laughs> Even um, after e, Big E was tweeting about it, like he's on a run, and then he puts out another one after that too. I'm like, Boldy ain't yeah, fucking around with he's, y'all. He's going crazy. He's got like a he's got like a Jay Dilla album in the works. Mm-hmm. He's got like a he doesn't he have like a. A Static Select album. Yeah, or him and Static Selecta did one of those. Like Static Select does, does this thing where he does a twenty-four hour recording session. He's done a bunch with Bun B. He record for like twenty-four hours, and that's a project. And Boldy don't stop. I'm sure he does like a thousand raps a day. So this is crazy. That's gonna be dope. Boldy James is killing it. One of the rappers of the year. And are we really gonna? Are we committing to this uh, little music uh, recap that we were talking about? I want to for sure. Yeah, I think that'll be dope. Uh... Coming to Let's see. So we, uh, sorry, I've, I just saw Raj tweeted the same thing. He said the Uncle Howdy stuff, not for me. And I could already see he's got 44 replies to <laughs> Good luck with that, Raj. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm a, I'll keep mine. Good I, luck with I, that. I, I was on the phone with somebody about something I wanted to tweet, and I told them no, and they were like, do it, do it. And I was like, nah, uh-uh. you're not going to get me, buddy. You don't want that smoke. Yeah, no, I, I don't uh, really care about the smoke. It's just I wasn't in the mood because people are annoying. <laughs> but um, like, yeah. uh, well, uh, announced during this show that we missed, um, I'm just gonna bring the graphic up right now. Let's see it. Uh, are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, ready thanks, for this. Thanks for the to the chat for bringing this to my attention. But uh, about to see some fire here. Ready for it. Mm. That was already announced. Yeah, yeah, this is already yeah. announced. It's, it's I mean, announced that it's going to be a title match now. But it's, it's a, a title match, match now. Oh, title match. It is officially for the Ring of Honor wow. Women's Championship. That's going to bang. That's going to go crazy. That's crazy. That's a big deal. That's a really yeah, big deal. Yu Yamashita mm-hmm. getting a title shot now against Athena. Um, Athena taking the belt around, kind of giving herself a little bit of a Jonathan Gresham run, yes. um, essentially, uh, is what that kind of sounds like. So, yeah, Gresh is officially. Yes, nice a, transition. We talked about that last week. Signed, yeah, but he's officially signed. He said it on TV. Gave him the graphic signed. and everything. And, and well, yeah, so I, was spo- I was talking off the spoilers because that was like in the spoilers. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, now we know for sure that he is signed. And I was surprised during the scrum for final battle that no one asked what was his status um because that would have been the question i would have been the first ask um mm-hmm. like what's the deal with him is he still signed um well we know he's not now we know now yeah yeah so um but still i think there's still some missing uh information in between his exit from there um you know if if 
said octopus is looking for anywhere to give those answers he, he, he is um, absolutely not trying to talk to anybody <laughs> but i'm very happy that jonathan gresham because i know there was a little bit of talk that he might retire after the aw shit glad that's out the window very happy to see him in impact he's going to do a lot of dope things i know i'd be talking shit about impact but mostly jokes impact is an incredible wrestling show all the time they have great women's they have one of the best women's divisions they're world champions crazy speedball mike bailey's there they do a lot of great things they just don't have any money all right time to talk about stuff that's not for me though uh again i agree with everything you said there mm -hmm. except for there's a segment on impact this week between <laughs> bully ray and oh, tommy dreamer i forgot uh, about that that Impact, them, impact, themselves <laughs> impact themselves described as emotional and no. i watched it and i just went this shit is not for me uh, -huh. uh and like they're like look at but bullies he'll work and i'm like he's just saying mean things to somebody and they're like, and look at the emotion that, that tommy dreamer did he drew upon you know some of his family drama like one okay look i like tommy dreamer i actually do Somebody pointed out to me that he has been on a nostalgia run. This is a long like, nostalgia for, run. For like five history. times longer than his actual career. Seriously. Like yeah. the main run of ECW was. And he's been on an ECW nostalgia run since, uh, which in itself is kind of wacky. But uh, thinking about this segment, this was not for me whatsoever i'm <laughs> it all like a, like this is one of those like where you see the graphic of somebody like slowly morphing into somebody i'm slowly morphing into righteous reg here mm -hmm. just yelling at my screen do a flip like something. i, something I don't want to see this shit. Yeah, i did not uh, want to say this, this, segment this was 1998 not... ecw shit, dude and i love 1998 ecw don't i can't yeah this this segment wasn't for me either um, and I think it's just because you got two things um, kind of being the main, like, elephant in the room. Um, a, I don't want to see Bully Ray wrestle. I'm sorry. Zero percent. Right. I don't want to nope. see this man wrestle. Don't and want to, B, especially not for the world title. And, and B, it's kind of hard for me to um, feel the emotion of this Dreamer segment when he's never quite properly apologized for the stuff with the rick flair thing it just kind of was like they just moved on and put him back on tv and then he's in this move this tv was like oh remember my greater days and how i have all this mental health and like now you're trying to make this guy into this victim for bully ray to dump on and it just didn't work for me i just didn't really care hmm. yeah, and i mean he, I, he produced some real tears and i mean look it was it was a well-executed segment but i just didn't care it, I, I didn't even think it was well executed this to me felt like like local small town theater like mm -hmm. um it, it was a little bit masturbatory to me where it's like oh no we're really good at this emotional stuff it, it guys was, like it was kind of yeah it, i was it not was a fan. it was it was a little you know ham-fisted um, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah I mean, but they all not, can't be hitters, is what I'm saying. Like the whole show can't, uh, right? But yes. but I I, I but like they're, they're, I, yeah. I do feel from a wrestling standpoint, this is a show that um, that has some stuff to offer. You know, yeah. I I actually do record Impact on my DVR. I get um, uh, access, and I think Access got the funniest commercials, by the way. Uh, in that, definitely. <laughs> in That's where that I usually watch it. 
Yeah, uh, put, well, it's put, put and it what I mean Twitch, by that man. is that, Get, bring back Melissa. <laughs> what, what I mean by uh, the funniest commercials too is that uh, nobody's paying to advertise on Access, like nobody of like value. So you're getting like the lowest of low end products that probably paid like twenty bucks for their ads, and uh, it's it's really interesting to watch. <laughs> like there's it, it is a stark difference from what you see on TBS or what you see on USA Network or what you mm-hmm. see on Fox. You know, Fox, you're going to get, you know, progressive commercials. You're going to get all that stuff. Pizzas. Um, yeah, pizzas especially. USA Network, you you usually get, like, high-end movies, things along those lines. TBS, you get um, movie commercials, cars. You also get, um, I can't believe J.G. Wentworth is still around, but my God, I cannot watch Dynamite without... Still getting their shit up. I have a structured settlement right. and I need cash now. Same commercial and everything. <laughs> Call JG Whitworth. 867 But yeah, but no, nah, but you don't get none of that on access. You're mm-hmm. getting like, um, are you willing to try this experimental pill for nail growth? Nah. I'm not. I'm no, out. I'm not. But it is a lot of other good stuff on Impact. I like totally. you said the knockout stuff is great. I think mm-hmm. uh the the, the story that this, they're uh, telling with Mickey is dope. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. Mickey and, and Jordan stuff is great. I think what mm-hmm. they're doing is Trey is good. Um yep. and I mean even just Gresham being there and the possibility of us getting, you know, Gresham versus Alexander is gonna be great. And they um, finally did something right with those damn tag titles, putting them on the fucking motor city machine guns like you should have fucking months ago. I don't know why Heath and fucking Rhino are the champions when you got the Motor City Machine Guns here. Bake them the champs. They're the best. What are you doing? Champ champs. Um, so finally, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are good things about the mm-hmm. – I just I just don't really care about any of this Bully Ray, bully Ray stuff. But I've said that from day one, so right. I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. Right. Well, final main topic to talk about mm-hmm. uh, is from this past week's Dynamite, where uh, hot crowd in Garland, Texas, I think – Probably one of the hottest crowds they've Super had all year. Hot. Yeah. Um, I will say that those first couple of first off, Tony paying for Round Ball Rock NBA and NBC theme. Um, great. That was great shit, and mm. uh, I've seen some people going, "Well, what's the point? Uh, who gives a shit? I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> what's the point? Is what the point is? Uh, hey, Reg, do you have your phone nearby? I do. Call my phone really quick. <laughs> I'm only going to play it for two seconds to make sure that we don't get copyright struck for anything. But oh, I will so say funny. that it has literally been one of the most important songs of my lifetime. That has been my ringtone. <laughs> Since my phone could have a ringtone. Um, that has... Uh, I. That era, I, I feel like that's got to be like an, one of the national anthems of Chicago. Just thinking about <laughs> how much that song. Oh, Jordan! I, I, Jordan immediately pops into my head when I hear that song. Like that's the right. first thing because I think of well, you Michael think Jordan. about all of his championships occurred during mm-hmm. the NBA on NBC era. Because yep. um, what it was 1990 to 2002 that they had that song, and mm-hmm. so every ring Jordan got was during that era. Right. Uh, and yeah, yeah, the, the current. The current, by the way, MVP trophy, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, Brian fans. <laughs> Knock off this go talk. It's 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 official now. 
That guy is the goat. Hey, is that what makes? Is that what makes over. it official? Who's, who's the over. first? Who's the first recipient of that trophy? Um, we don't know yet. Probably gonna be Luca. Or no, they they retroactively gave Nikola Jokic one for last year. Oh, he gets I the didn't first one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. So yeah, but nah. So no, that that conversation's over with. It, it's, <laughs> it's the guy. He's the standard. I don't know if it's over with, Phil. It, it is. He's the standard. <laughs> it's it's done. It's over. Uh, but yeah. So uh, granted, of course, Jokic in the. Nuggets lost to the Lakers national TV last night. Uh, let those guys go on a fucking twenty-nine to seven run Ugh. in the fourth quarter. Um, that was just disgusting. Yikes! Mm. These guys, these guys losing to the Knicks two two games in a row. Don't even want to talk about it. Ugh. New York <laughs> Knicks. The, well, and the worst part. Shout out to that ovation for Derrick Rose, though. That was dope. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I will say that the. The Nuggets losing last night to the um, – I should to turn my ringer off again. Uh, but the Nuggets losing last night to the Lakers after AD went out. And, like, when AD went out, I'm like, damn, I don't wish injury on anybody. But, hey, you know, at least I can count on a win here. Nope. And then they turn around and kick their asses. They rallied. Yeah, they <laughs> rallied once AD went out the game. And, also, honestly, Westbrook had a great game. Last night. Uh, again, I've been saying this for a few weeks. Apologize. Please apologize I think he had a triple-double last night, didn't yeah. he? Uh, yeah. Apologize to Russ. Y'all Russ were said, I'm going to show y'all. Mm-hmm. Talking hella crazy. Anyway, though. So, NBA and NBC. It, it, like, just hearing it behind the graphic, like, I actually got, like, nostalgia chill bumps. When they brought up the, the graphic for the six-man tag coming up, and it's doing a da 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 And I'm like, God, that reminds me of when the bumpers would hit during mm-hmm. um, the NBC era. And then all of a sudden, the graphic goes away and carry out my way where it's in place. Massive pop from that crowd. Big pop. That told me immediately, I'm like, I know what this crowd's about to be. I know that this crowd is uh, about to be a just a... a they're going to give it to him tonight and remind people why, you know, Brian Danielson once said one of the reasons he jumped to AEW was the crowd reactions. He's like, look, these are the best fans in the world. They give it to me when I'm in the ring. They, this is how it goes. And uh, this crowd was hot for everything. So mm-hmm. hot, in fact, that they made a moment so for somebody. Hot. Chris Jericho earlier in the night um, had talked, you know, we talked about the stuff with Daniel Garcia, but he noted that he was, um, you know, Daniel Garcia needs to now shadow his elder Sammy Guevara. And he's like, meanwhile, I'm going to go take out my frustrations on this jobber. Jericho is in the ring. Action Andretti is introduced. Not only uh, was Action Andretti introduced to get the graphic wrong, they bring up Chris Jericho's Chiron at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and It almost worked even better that way, too. Th- yes. Right? Crowd chants, let's go, jobber. And let me tell you, this probably would have been a moment anyway, regardless of how the crowd was. But I think the crowd made it ten times better. They did. Yeah, I agree. They did. I think that them being behind him from the beginning, and I feel like from the beginning, they were kind of behind him in a sarcastic way of like, wouldn't it be funny if we cheered for this jobber Mm -hmm. and, you know, we chanted, let's go jobber and all of this stuff really just to get under Chris Jericho's skin. And that'll really make this funny. But then as the match went on and he kicked out of the code breaker, that's when I think it changed from like a funny, we're behind this guy to, 
nah, I think he could actually win. I think we kind of want to see that. And when they came back from commercial break, off the charts, they were behind mm-hmm. him. Um, this is the fifth time AEW's hit Garland, by the way. But I think this was the hottest that they... This, this was, was the hot. Most, yeah, this is the most Garland. We've been in that building. Yeah, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was... We got to attend a show together, the three of us. We saw Supercard mm-hmm. of Honor in that building. Um, mm-hmm. And it's an interesting building. It's not like anything unique about it, but it, it's. It, I, I think what's interesting about it is, you know, you look at it and it doesn't necessarily feel even like an arena per se, because like that's a, one that they use for like high school graduations and shit. Um, it doesn't necessarily feel like uh, a building, like a sport building necessarily, mm-hmm. but AEW's run it now five times and it has become one of their home buildings. But God, that crowd there was just all about it. And I feel like when Andretti hit, like he even kind of didn't necessarily get all of that DDT. Chris Jericho kind of had to recover a little bit when he hit the DDT before hitting the running 450. Mm-hmm. But then one, two, three, and he fucking wins. Crowd pops huge. They gave it a one, two, and you can almost see them anticipating like a kick out. And when there wasn't a kick out, they give a... Oh my God! Kind it was of also thing. good because no one ever wins with the running shooting star press. Like that's so rare. You see that yeah. all the time in wrestling shows, and no one ever really loses to it. So for it to be that was very important too. I think. Yeah, you won. I, I think that. I do have one. a question though, because I've I'm seen ready a lot for this of question. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying, "Why wasn't this opportunity given to someone else with the contract already?" Like. I don't know, somebody right. smaller and, you know, somebody that's already on the on the roster that could, that needs this push. And they just kind of gave it to an unknown. It totally worked, but it could, could it have went to someone else who is on the roster that could have used this win? Like somebody on Chris the roster, You know? Well, Maybe. The, the story is, is that um, Jericho handpicked him. And so he had already known he was going to put him over and it just helped that he got signed anyway. So Totally. I think it just worked out in the long run. Right. Um, I think it was a great moment. I think all of the stuff at the beginning was great. I think it was an excellent opener. Um, and we're now in full sport fandom mode of them being down 3-1. Um, they're doing all of the sports um, gimmicks going into this. Um, Nick going out of, the, out of the match and having the triumphant mm-hmm. uh, uh, Paul Pierce return. I they would have brought him back in a wheelchair. It would have really made the moment. Hey, yeah, having all of that the same. And, you know, the fact that uh, they played up on injuries the entire time. And that's the story going into match number five, that the leader coming in this banged up and they're down 3-1. Um, I think it has that same feel as play, playoff basketball. And it doesn't feel like just throwing round ball rock on top of it. It has the same vibe. And um, I know people are like, oh, they always pander. But I think that's part of what makes AEW so much fun is that, yep. you know, you can do something online and somebody will see it and like, let's run with this. And mm-hmm. um, running with this has been fun. Um, and there's nothing wrong with fun. People, I don't know why that's people. What, we're so used to not getting that. The other company didn't want us to. They don't want us to have shit. They don't want us to. They don't want no, to. It was, it was us, Vince, by the way. But it, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is who it is. But like, if somebody's gonna cater to me, I'm gonna be happy about it. You could be pissed and say we're AEW shows or something, but if they give me something I want to see, I'm gonna like it when it's on my TV. I yeah. I, I am worried, by the way, because uh, I told the story on day after time, but I get to tell you guys now. But uh, <laughs> uh, last show that Corey went with uh, me to, my wife, um, was Double or Nothing, 
and she got to have blood splattered all over her during the Anarchy That's in the right. Arena match. Mm-hmm. And they just announced that the next show that she's going to with me is going to be Falls Count Anywhere. <laughs> the Elite versus Death Strike. Mm-hmm. So, oops. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I even, even like the story. in this match. Mm-hmm. I even like the story of the hammer leading to the last three uh, stipulation matches. That stuff right. is good. Um, that's why I'm like, yeah, know, no, I mean, I, again, that storytelling, you guys, they told the story with the matches and it led to more matches. Storytelling. Yeah, the, honestly, like that was the thing people were worried about through the best of seven series saying, hey, it's just matches. You know, they're just mm-hmm. looking for um, for people who like wrestling matches. And it's like, no, they've actually been telling mm-hmm. the story through all four matches so far have had a story through them that has threaded from match to match, which has now led to the stipulation change for the fifth match uh, because of the fact that, that there's been a story throughout. And the story in this one was Nick Jackson having his um, – making his comeback and then using that against him to make Nick Jackson tap out. There's been a story here and yeah. uh, it's whether or not you like these guys is, is completely it, different, it, but there's had moments story. where it's been a little convoluted, but there's a story here. Yeah. Why do you, and, why do you think uh will Washington really quick? Why do you think they always put John Moxley on first on rampage? Oh, I know why they're doing it now. Um, it's cause the, uh, so they're in rebuild pro- mode for rampage right now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it is a fact other than I think the Orange Cassidy title defense from a few weeks ago uh, against, what was it, QT Marshall? Um, but that was like one of the rare times where the main event was the highest rated segment. But for the most part, Dynamite, or Rampage's highest rated segment is the opener. So the thing that you want to do is use the opener to try and hook people um, to keep them around. So you use a match that people are interested in. And and you can see it. It's always a slope. Um, When you look at the quarter hours, it's like you start. It's always they start the highest and then dips. Then can usually kind of come back or just work its way down. But it's I can tell why they're starting it with Mox. It's gotcha. Get our biggest act out first to try to get people to stick around yeah get people to stick around they've been doing that for a while they've been doing that for uh, over a year at this point Mm -hmm. yeah i would say since day one think about how the opening match of rampage was christian cage versus kenny omega for the title right right okay and then the very next episode was cm punk Punk. yeah this is making more sense to me now (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think it's you use your biggest act on the show first Mm -hmm. and then the main event has the distinction of getting to send the fans home but it's also like a we also know that this is ending at uh, 11 o'clock eastern so this isn't uh the most important match on the show right so there's that but also main events have been dropping huge even smackdown last week i thought smackdown for sure last week the closing segment with kurt angle and the the milk stuff was going to be the highest rated segment on the show it wasn't Mm -mm. Um, and that's why, uh, <laughs> no, but no, Seriously. but like, honestly, I thought because raw also the main event was the lowest rated thing on the show. Um, and dynamite this week, the lowest rated thing on the show. I think finally we can kind of dispose of the narrative that the, um, trios stuff is, uh, turning fans off because that wasn't the case. Uh, the lowest rated segment on dynamite this week was actually the main event. Um, <laughs> But but that's just how it happens. Uh, wrestling yeah. shows right now. Um, Roxanne had a boost, kinda, in that because NXT has an overrun, so the overrun actually did really well for NXT. But uh, that's 
it just, just seems somebody trying to watch CSI New York right after whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't watch NXT, and I definitely tuned in just for the main event. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's uh, let's go over some uh, the rest of the super chats uh, and humper chats because I want to get to all of them. Caden says, "Shout out to y'all, not only amazing podcasters but amazing people. I would not be where I am today without y'all. Also, twenty days till I turn twenty. God, you make me feel old every single time, Caden, because." Uh, so 19 years ago, Caden, that was we were grown ups then. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy out here. <laughs> I hosted my first podcast almost 18 years ago, and mm-hmm. I did them consistently. Pretty sure yeah. I'm about to. Uh, I was going to do a count, but I'm pretty sure I'm close to like my 1,000th podcast if I haven't hit it already. I think uh, I hit it a while ago, but uh, that's crazy. I I think uh, I I was just standing in the shower and I was like. Have I hit a thousand? If I did like eight hundred and twenty episodes of RBR, I'm probably at like sixty or sixty uh, something of this show. That plus, is a, that is a f- random shower thought. <laughs> plus, it was like plus forty of Day After Dynamite. Um, plus, Damn. I'm pretty sh- sure I did. Uh, I can't remember how many episodes of Now Playing Now we did, but like I got to count. But I'm pretty sure I've hosted over a thousand episodes of of podcasts. So, Nuts. holy shit. Um, See, Anime Otaku asked, Sammy Tune Up versus Action next week? Maybe. I can see that. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Andrew the Giant says, 30 minutes behind. Why wouldn't WWE freeze Sasha's deal and try and leverage AEW to allow them to use CM Punk? I know it won't happen, but why not? Because they're only <laughs> interested in a. They're not interested in making any type of trade or anything for, no. Um, no. for CM Punk. It is, if he's available and we can make some money with it i think but that's they ain't the playing case. ball it's not like let's do why, this for this why, no, it's not a thing. why would they do that if the kind of scuttlebutt is that he might be gone um if you yeah. think that he's going to be gone and you can just sign him straight out why would you attempt to do business mm-hmm. yeah there's no reason We're, to words from wills asks an important question says, i'm a dad my son is everything if any of you are dads that's me uh how would you feel if your 10 year old i have an 11 year old um son was participating in a storyline involved your death that involved your death i get it's wrestling but it feels off i will say i felt a little uneasy especially on brody's birthday with Mm -hmm. the the segment from yesterday Mm -hmm. um and because it didn't necessarily involve his death so much because it was more about um it was more about brody right that uh brody jr that about um specifically negative one because you know preston kept it at uh, you know, Brody handpicked me. Brody's a legend. He's the greatest TNT champion of all time, but he's got a little snot-nosed kid. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm not easy about making a kid. Like, this only works for me if Preston ends up with egg on his face hugely. You know, well, like... I, I Yeah, I don't think that they would do that without some kind of payoff, but that's kind of the thing. If you're going to allow uh, Brody Jr. to be involved in wrestling angles, this is where we're at. You gotta, you gotta come with what goes with that. And Brody Jr. is not a wrestler. His dad was a wrestler. So it's right. always going to come back to Brody. And so that's, that, that just comes with the territory. If you're going to have him on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously everybody's okay with this and everybody's agreed to it, but right. And I, I imagine like his mom big, works there. Yeah. yeah. I imagine there's going to be a big payoff, but I don't know how I feel about it right now. Thoughts on the SZA album? Oh, I listened I to it. it. I listened to it with the woman. I was looking sad out of the window for an hour afterwards. It's I'm not looking sad out the window. It was. It was very 
it's it's that it's what you expect it to be but no it's a great album this is a great singer all the songs the beats are hard like it's it's not for me i wouldn't bump it in my car because i don't want to be crying on the freeway but i understand people that do be playing that it's I, i'm i'm gonna throw this out there because i saw graham tweet it um is SZA now the face of tde because so. yeah. kendrick is dead not there is she now the biggest star of tde i think she is at this point mm-hmm. yeah uh king of the north says top dollar presenting the festi that's, for that's the best dive <laughs> that's nasty that's nasty um i don't know man that it's wiped like, me down one though that one got me that one got me pretty good uh, wipe me down one <clears throat> uh let's see we have <laughs> a uh just trying to make sure i don't miss anything uh, because uh, somebody's going to come on next week and be I like, know somebody, I can't believe that Will would yeah. do this to me. And don't worry, I haven't gotten, a, I know about the Humper Chats. Uh, so <laughs> just trust me, I will get to those. And I'm just scrolling, making sure that I've hit every single thing that every single person has <laughs> said. Uh, of course, we're, we're, I've seen a lot of these already. So we got to a lot of this, uh, which is good. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything because I'm gonna feel bad if I do, and I'm trying to go back to like the very beginning of the show. Uh, so Warrior Nation says TK needs to get Joe the champ is here for one pay per view. I would love that. Are that you would me? be dope, super dope. Yeah, Joe promo this week. Joe went crazy on that backstage. His little shirt on, too. I was like, oh, Samoa Joe's I don't want to keep uh, belaboring this point, but I feel like we've moved on from Wardlow, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I think, I, I think Joe – well, I don't know. This is how I kind of feel. You think he's going to go Joe over sh- in uh, Colorado, Wardlow? Yes, I think he's going to. By the way, that, like, popped my living room because Billy knows how rarely we get shows. So when he was like, they said our state – Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, you know what, though? Another one of those freebie ideas, Tony Khan. You like booking legends. There is a Colorado legend out there still going. I would book him right now for this show. It would do huge. But uh, there's a certain wrestler by the name of one Two Cold Scorpio, uh, who is from Denver, Colorado, <laughs> uh, and he's a Colorado legend. And he still works all the fucking time. I, if you could book him in anything for that show, I would get Two Cold Scorpio around Please. just for like any type of like one-off type thing, even if it's just to get somebody over. Um, have a match with Eric. They have history, like something. It, it could be anything. Yeah, do something though. I would like to see two cold Scorpio. That would be uh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, speaking of Scorpios, uh, they gotta get Scorpio back on TV soon because we're going back to LA. He's healthy. Like, let's get my man back in there. Yeah, uh, Young Bucks are taking all that. Mm-hmm. This is theirs now. <laughs> and Sasha uh, Banks, who also is from LA. D skills H Town says, if I never hear the word slap nuts again, I would be a happy man. Not sure what is to be gained by this angle for the acclaimed. You didn't like scissor me slap nuts or whatever he said. That I, shit was I, hilarious. I, I, I have to cop to this. I thought this was very funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I laughed really hard at Spencer it. Vince slap nuts or whatever he said. I was crying, bro. I thought that shit was hella funny. Uh, but I get right. it. It's still like, what is Jeff Jarrett? Every time he comes out, I'm like, I forget that Jeff Jarrett's here. What is he doing here? 
Nah, <laughs> man. He hit that line and they cut to his TNA music. I was dying, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> my world, my shit. <laughs> Every time, ever gets old. All right, Vid six 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 says already campaigning for Kofi versus Booker T at WrestleMania. I mean, Booker don't seem like he wants anything to do with the New Day when they're out there. He mm-hmm. is just like, yeah, these guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that Kofi line this week, boy. Whew. They like brought up uh, Biggie. The other homie brought up Biggie on commentary, and Booker was like, Ugh. <laughs> or something like. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is going on here? <laughs> Uh, anime otaku says in efed i was in in the early 2000s use saliva's ladies and gentlemen for our tv i mean that's, that's a whole defi- bunch of words that people might not understand he said efed 2000 saliva hey um, <laughs> in one of my earliest podcasts i was sponsored by an efed um that i don't even know where they were like making money to pay us for ads but i we ran ads for um e-wrestling.org that's and that was uh so yeah, I just remind me, I used to have a pro wrestling trivia app mm-hmm. back in the day, and I advertised on Cole Cabana's podcast one time. Gave him 50 really? bucks. Hmm. Takes me back. Uh, Ryan Ben says, Triple H around the corner from uh, Vince's office like Granddad and Thugnificent's <laughs> video as, a big, uh, as Big Booty Cheeks playing loud. Um, it's Booty Butt Cheeks. Uh, booty but anyway. Butt Cheeks? <laughs> Y'all are funny. Yeah. Hunter, the ultimate character. Big facts. He is snitching. Yeah. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Big Salazar said, James Gunn is doing to DC what Vince did to NXT. Bum. I don't know. James Gunn has a good history, though. So, um, but you know, it, it you Vince might had feel a that good way history what, too. <laughs> what came before it was good. Some of that DC stuff wasn't good. Sorry. Mm. Um, so. Uh, Abdullah the Butcherhead says Layla snitched on Velvet, making room for Mandy. I mean, look, Layla did snitch on Velvet. I mean, I, I pointed this out last week. I said, look at the way Lay- they have Red Velvet eyeing the championship and the way that whenever uh, Jade Cargill was talking, the way Red was just like, okay. She did one of these um, this week. I love yeah, it. <laughs> I know. So they are clearly building to Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill. I love um, it. And it, honestly, give it to us. Th- that is a full circle. That's a comeback on yep. uh, that would bring it all the way back to the start of Jade's career. Are you kidding me? Yep. That's actually the one I would do. Her uh, first match was with Red Velvet in it, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, hey, Mikey Ruckus, if you're listening, I'm actually, uh, as soon as I saw the signs for this happening, I started working on a newer mix of uh, In the Mix because I'm like, <laughs> look, I want this to sound. Uh, arena ready and I want this one on TV this time because they used it on dark those few times and it didn't come through strong enough so I kind of get it but I'm like nah I will put together a new mix of that and uh, it'll sound good Van Twinblade who noted yesterday that he um, was getting a test he did note that it was positive so um, get home feel better sorry you gotta miss the show tomorrow damn it uh yeah, uh, talking about Vince, that somebody from the board got a list of them allegations on lock to release. Every time Vince tries to come back, he'll never know peace. Um, kind of comes <laughs> with the territory, doesn't it? I mean, again, yeah. like I said, every single time that uh, a story comes out. 
Well, it seems like it sounds like he doesn't care if he's like, I could have weathered the storm. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. beat this case anyways. I don't give a fuck. They can put out all the he, stories he, they want. He been he was acting like that from day one, showing up <laughs> on TV and right. you know, shredding out there and getting his uh thank you, Vince chance. He's been thinking he's gonna get away with yeah. this. Mets fan for life says Red Velvet versus Jay gonna happen soon. Wait till she sees this week's playback. Yeah, that was the what Reg was just talking about. Mm -hmm. Tenruza says might be going to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh shit, Ooh, good for you. Uh nice. Keen, Keen asked for that and might be seeing uh, the Noah show with Nakamura starting 2023 right. Uh, also, will I see you guys at Mania in L.A.? It's the hope. Um, I'm going to um, try. Uh, I don't know if I will be at Mania, but I will be in L.A. Uh, I'm going to try to get to L.A. I, I, yeah, I'll I don't be in L.A. Sure. I don't know. WrestleMania. I'm going to be in L.A. though. Um, Shame Monster says, add Starby's Triangle Derby. Um, to Sasha watch one silhouette in the mystery team looks boss like it's probably Mina um, and the AZM Utami uh, and say a team damn also Papa Roach's last resort for Papa AEW, Roach good one bro definitely Come that's on, a good one yeah. that is yeah a good one. I don't think we're gonna see Aaron stardom anytime soon but I think that of course the New Japan stuff is gonna you know mm -hmm. Well, D Dave had the thing about she's going to do one big show in April or whatever they were saying. So yeah. there's a lot going on. Yeah. Jake Salazar says, everybody hates on Jericho, but no top guy from Jericho's generation even now would ever put over a jobber debut the way Jericho did. Um, I don't know I don't if know any if of them are in the position, I guess, is what it I, is. You yeah, know? I don't know. Because you can make the argument. The reason is that... Um, Jericho has never had the success some of those other guys had with WWE. Right. Right, so it's right. kind of not the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Good on Jericho, regardless. But no, I, I think it's great. Um, yeah. I, I think that match was great. Um, I, of course, I've said negative things here and there about Jericho, but Jericho, again, has been having a great year. He's had a really good year, year, honestly. One of his best. Uh, Joel Wood says, I love Sasha, but I do not believe WWE needs her as much as people claim. I hope Sasha does well with New Japan, but the issue is that WWE has put all the main women on Raw. They have to even them out better. Um, I'm never going to say that company does not need one of their biggest draws, especially when Roman is possibly going away next year. I think it's insane to act like they don't need her. And even if they don't need her, you why on earth are you passing on you want her. one of the best women's wrestlers to ever wrestle for your coming it does not matter if you need her treat her better than the way you've treated her that's all that's it uh let's see aaron busby says oh yeah they need to get to the point when it comes to bray wyatt love the guy but this rollout is lagging something serious <laughs> we talked about that uh let's see shy town square says what's up guys another chicago show another great crowd phil i think chicago is such a great wrestling town because our real sports are so awful all the time shout out candace parker well, <laughs> i i think the thing is that um we're so used to being loyal to things that are not great and sometimes wrestling treats us very poorly and so we have a very um talked about jr shitting on y'all we have a yeah. very poor poor relationship with sports in a lot of ways and so i think because of that we're very loyal to things and i think it's a very loyal wrestling town it's a very loyal baseball crowd with the with the cubs and other things but yeah, yeah it's you just know, a loyal sports town i pointed out though that aew a company that has only run three years worth of shows and one of those years was spent in a pandemic has somehow hit chicago 14 times and like the second most shows they've run on, was man, in garland garland texas which is five and then beyond that it's chicago with 14 14 times, 14 times. and that's not like an exaggeration that's not me like 
picking mm-hmm. like oh we'll split dynamite rampage no i mean they have if i so doing this off the top of my head but i believe they've had two standalone rampage so uh, i'm splitting chicago of course we're talking hoffman estates in chicago they've mm-hmm. done hoffman estates eight times of those eight times they've done two standalone um uh rampages three all outs and three dynamites and then they've done uh, four Dynamite slash Rampages at... Oh, no, three Dynamite slash Rampages at Wintrust Arena. And then they had Revolution. And then uh, they've had Forbidden Door at, at United Center. And they did First Dance at United Center. That is 14 shows total. Holy shit. What the fuck? It's a lot. Uh, Chicago has that. De- I thought it was an exaggeration when it was like AEW hit Chicago a lot. No, that the fourteen. Like literally, we've, if you just even, even eating, if you buddy. even if you split um, Hoffman Estates and Chicago or and proper Chicago is two different places. That's still um, eight shows in Hoffman Estates and six in Chicago proper. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have to count all in in that. I'm strictly talking Tony Khan run AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been. Uh, I I saw somebody in our chat say that, man. What are you talking about? You guys had Jordan. Why do you people always bring that up? Like that that means that we didn't struggle as sports fans. Do you know how long it's been since Jordan played here? That was '98. It's been 24 years of Jordanless basketball, and let me tell you, it's been a lot of painful years of watching the Chicago Bulls in those 24 years. And I don't know if you remember what that team was before he got here. It sucked. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the topic of mashups, Joel Wood said, I think the mashup with Riddle and Orton is probably the best one I've heard in WWE. That was a good one. Actually, mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. Um, Jake Salazar said, Remember when they did Curtis Axel and Ryback? Yes. Uh, CBD's nuts say, Easily the best mashup I've heard was Starks and Hobbs. That was a good one, too. Um, and let's see. Busby said, uh, What's up, fellas? Just want to say that the Wall Street Journal article, along with Vince, the Vice Doc on Vince McMahon, was a warning shot to Vinnie Mac to stay away, or else Bryant Gumble is going to come and crush the building. <laughs> like Snoop in the New York, New York video. I see it. Yep. <laughs> uh, that and... Vice Doc was a waste of time. Jeez, I mean, if you've seen all the stuff time. already. Yeah, if yeah. you've seen any Dark Side of the Ring, that was a waste of time. And even beyond that, if you know anything, like I could have narrated that whole story. If they were like, tell Vince McMahon's story, I could have did all that because there wasn't yeah. one new uh, bit event, of information. Vince McMahon doc narrated by Righteous Rage. Sounds <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. D'Lo Dig says, uh, what is up? Fe- Hold on. That re- documentary has to start with it just Red staring into the screen and said, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you done did it again. <laughs> you done done it and you done done it the worst this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it has to end with, um, and that is all, and I still want my $35 yeah, back. I still want my $35. I still haven't got my $35 back. The D-Lo Dick says, what is up, fellas? Getting this quick lift in before this early uh, what do y'all think is the best video game soundtrack of all time? Also, best video game commercial for me is the first Def Jam Vendetta. Best video game soundtrack? Are we talking licensed music or are we talking original music? Because two different answers. Licensed music to me goes to Grand Theft Auto 3. I think that before GTA had the ability to license um, a lot of the mainstream music, they went with a lot of underground music and like oh, that God. exposed me to a lot. I had never heard Royce the five nine mm-hmm. before Grand Theft Auto three. And mm-hmm. he had multiple songs on that soundtrack. That was yep. that whole game FM station was just 
fantastic. Uh, so that to me is as far as licensed music. When we're talking original music, Mortal Kombat 2, um, uh, I think. They literally just remastered that whole soundtrack and put it on like streaming services and stuff. Uh, and it holds up. I think it's still some of the best video game music ever produced. But uh, also Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 is a real answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's original music, I'm going with Sonic 2 because it's one of, it's one of the best so video good. games of all Sonic time. Sonic 2, Sonic 2 soundtrack yeah. is so good. Sonic 2 is yeah, really it's, good. it's probably Sonic 2 for me, and I mean, mm-hmm. other than that, probably the first Kingdom Hearts because that soundtrack is amazing. Um, uh, I think an underrated video game commercial, by the way, is uh, the commercial for Spider-Man: Web of Shadows with Moonlight Sonata playing, and he's like walking across the top of that uh, building, and all this stuff is happening around him. Everything's like, blo- exploding, and all the villains in the game are like uh, like surrounding him. It's a great commercial. I don't remember that at all. Spider-Man: Web of Shadows. Um, oh, Web of Shadows. I'm like, okay, okay. I-, I was thinking of the wrong game. Uh, Web of Shadows, that was 08. Okay, I don't remember that commercial at all. Uh, okay. Reg, pick a soundtrack. Uh, definitely, I'm going to agree with that GTA 3 because that was that, that soundtrack was like, sometimes I just put the game on just to hear the songs playing. <laughs> I know, right? We had a lot Stretch of really dope Armstrong hip-hop. Strong is yeah. now in your world. Yeah, man. <laughs> that shit banged. Definitely. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I did too. I used to throw that game on just to hear the soundtrack. I would literally just jump in a car and just drive around the city playing mm-hmm. Game FM because I wanted to hear those songs. Yep. And we gonna get this all <laughs> That's what I was thinking that about. we got. Yeah, yes, no. Uh, rising to the top. <laughs> Rest in yeah, peace, Sean Price. But yeah, no. That... <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, that was great. They don't make them like they used to. Rozelle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Tony P sent the last one. Tony P says, "Good week for light skinned folk from AEW." Oh, wow. <laughs> also, I said it when. Wow. <laughs> that got me good for some yeah. reason. Also, I said it Wednesday with Sean. I feel they canceled the Bobby is fired angle because uh, they knew what they were about to do to Mandy and uh, didn't want to smoke their game. I didn't consider that. I didn't uh, consider that. Vince, Vince mm. got on the phone. Was like, "You're firing. You're firing who?" <laughs> I don't even want fake firing of Lashley. Yeah. So uh, Lashley was fired in the main event. Um, was, oh, and Maz fan, Maz fan 84 asks, uh, any fit in wrestling better than Sheeta in a suit? She looks great. Uh, she just looks so cool right now. Um, I I really want her to have a second reign as champion at some point. Um, not now because, of course, I don't want to, you know, just move on from Jada, Jamie now. But she's just so cool. Yes. Um, and then any thoughts on Swerve and his affiliates? I thought the promo was cool. I mean, I think it's clearly a, a tease for his stable that he's putting together yeah. that people are not paying attention to. I saw a lot of people that are like, oh, it's cool that you guys got a shout out. I'm like, we're not affiliates, guys. <laughs> no, no I saw people who were like, when he said, I ain't got no family in this business, and people were like, damn, well, that's I'm like, I am not in the business. I am not a pro oh, wrestler. Funny. What are you talking about? Right, right, right. So, anyway. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. It's going to be some cool stuff. Anyway, folks, that's been it for this really long edition of Grapsity. Uh, but thanks for sticking with us. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for all the support. Thank you. Look, all year it's been great. And next week we got Christmas Eve. A uh, week after that we got New Year's Eve. Lots lot to still get through this year. Um, if you haven't voted in your uh, in the Fightful Awards, please do. That's, so we are uh, broadcasting on Christmas Eve next week? Uh, I think so. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's early. 
Uh, we'll still have the rest of the day. But yes, join us next week, week after. We also got Ask Rhapsody coming up this Thursday. Send yep. us your questions. It's going to be a lot to go on, folks. I'm Will Washington. Um, I guess I am Triceratops. Um, and, uh, I've been like fiddling with this thing the whole show, by the way. Uh, but we will see you next time and have a great day. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.